0: I can't believe it oh my
1: God. What you <laughs> Go on son, get them shades off the camera lad
2: oh my- At least everyone wins in that casino. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Luke here of wearechange.org. And we have a full sort of house today as we have a very special guest that is just a little bit late. We have a fill-in that will be taking his place as, of course, we are going to be going live for the next Two hours here on youtube.com forward slash we are changed. The conversation will, of course, then go over to Rumble. Dot com forward slash we are changed in just about an hour where you guys will be able to call in as members of luke as of course there are so many different things to discuss today absolutely crazy news coming from the tech world with elon musk making some very big declarative statements that are absolutely worth talking about there's also a lot of other news surrounding the geopolitical developments ufo war in Ukraine, the next Disease X. We're going to be talking about that with most likely what is going to be the next PSYOP, that the world is going to have to deal with. That conversation, again, fully expansive, two hours. Make sure to share this broadcast with everyone you know, as this is going to be a very important video report that you guys get to participate in by also going to mysuperchat.com. And then by going to mysuperchat.com, you guys get to actually participate in the conversation, ask us questions with only 3% cut. Of Super Chats, unlike YouTube, that takes 30, mysuperchat.com is the website. It's linked down below. And yesterday, we had a great Super Chat that got us talking about some deep down the rabbit hole stuff that, sadly, we can't talk about here on this particular platform. So we're going to be getting into all of that, plus a lot more. And joining us for this conversation is Bonobo, the the, the loving, caring, cuddling bear who is taking the seat of uh, Michael Seifert. Michael Seifert, of course, is the man behind Public Square, a company that, of course, does a lot of really good, incredible work. He just uh, let me know that he's delayed. We told him, hey, uh, the door's going to be open. Just walk in whenever you can. Come on and sit down. So uh, as of right now, Michael Seifert is a little bit late. He is the CEO and founder of Uh, public square a company that's doing some really awesome incredible work that is definitely worth talking about especially when it comes to all the latest advertising boycott news with twitter so uh as soon as michael comes he will be of course introduced and uh bonobo the loving cuddling bear is taking his place with uh clint russell there uh taking advantage uh like (laughs) uh, just uh, you know laying his paws (laughs) Non-consensually on <laughs> this poor creature that has to sit next to him.
3: Uh, <laughs> it's a real pleasure to be on with thebestpoliticalshow.com. Bonobo the bear here. Uh, this is Clint Russell. I'm the host of Liberty Lockdown. I just had Ian Crossland and Ashton Forbes on today to deep dive MH370. Not on YouTube because I am not permitted there for a month. So check it out on Rumble. Uh, pleasure to see you guys once again. Oh, yeah, that go. was awesome. Clint's,
2: Clint's not a lot on
3: YouTube. Hmm. 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 Okay, I can't understand why. Smack Liberty (laughs) Smackdown.
2: Ian Crossland is also in the house, pledging to move and live in Miami for the rest of his life. He has told me specifically. He's like, "Look, don't tell anyone, but I'm going to live in Florida forever. I'm not ever leaving this state. This is one of the most beautiful, most amazing states in the world." And uh, thank you, Ian, for uh, spending time with us. It's great. It's great hosting you, son of you.
4: The lies (laughs) get grander and grander every night. uh, I do appreciate you having me and hosting me. Luke is telling you a. Half truth. I do love Florida, but I will be back on Timcast IRL tomorrow. It's and not.
3: It's not true. Uh, when I when I got here, Luke was just covered in bikini-clad women. Uh, I had to pull him away from the pool. The guy's living his best life. Yeah, he's never in going the other out. room now. Yeah. Uh, there's a debate going on whether um, Brizzy the bear over there is actually a sloth.
2: It's bonobo the bear. It's a bonobo bear.
3: I think it might be a sloth. That's a good point.
4: Give
2: me a one for a sloth, a two for a bear. (laughs) Listen, the the, the bear could identify whatever the bear wants to identify as, okay? It's it's bonobo. To my right here, we have another fantastic host. Hi
5: everyone. I'm Steph of We Are Change and it's definitely a sloth.
2: Yeah. It's a bonobo. It's it's Bonobo the Sloth. Uh, There's an interesting conversation about uh, Bonobos and chimpanzees that we probably will be having on Rumble. Not on this particular platform. Uh, But we did have some bad luck with guests this week, specifically. Yesterday, we were supposed to have Ben Stewart on of Esoteric Agenda Climatica. He's also working on a really awesome documentary about the U.S. Federal Reserve System. He sadly couldn't make it and uh, got sick, so we had to cancel him last minute. Jen Perlman stepped up. Today was also supposed to be Vinny from Patrick Bat-David's Valuetainment Show, who is supposed to be joining us here today, who also had to cancel last minute. Then we got Michael Seifert, who's having some uh, problems coming over here. So not the best of luck, but it doesn't matter. We're still going to continue the conversation as, of course, there's so many different things to talk about. As, of course, right now in the making of this video, we have an incredible statement by Elon Musk that a lot of people are officially responding with this reaction to. <laughs> And I think that reaction is is absolutely fair as Elon Musk during the deal book summit was asked directly if his trip over to the Middle East was a pandering trip trying to win over advertisers, which he specifically decided to wait and respond to by saying, quote, you know what? Don't advertise. If someone is going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money. Go blank yourself go blank yourself is that clear i hope it is very strong aggressive bombastic statements made against a lot of very powerful institutional powerhouses that have been directly attacking twitter or X for allowing people to have free speech, essential free speech that now is in question, as of course, Twitter is under direct assault. This is Elon Musk now officially responding to the people attacking him in a way where he's not pandering. He's not trying to say, yes, guys, he's not saying all the PR talking points. He's he's responding in a real looks like very authentic fashion showing how frustrated he is specifically with the onslaught of attacks that him and his institution had to deal with just for allowing people to, to talk to each other that's just absolutely crazy what's your
4: guys's reaction to this he did seem really frustrated that was a big kind of and it's a great thing if you get a chance to listen to this it's all over twitter right now yeah the frustration was palpable um
3: you said earlier, Clint, that you thought maybe, well, do you want to take it away? Sure. Uh, I think that it's it's a, what I read in it is a very high stakes game of chicken that, that essentially he has already filed, as far as I understand it, what he described as a nuclear weapon uh, scale lawsuit against Media Matters who uh, began the hit pieces against Musk with these allegations of anti-Semitism, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I think that he's calling their bluff. He's saying, look, if you guys are going to, Collude, which is what he's implying. And I, I believe that's clearly what's happening is that the Soros led institution of Media Matters is pressuring advertisers. They are then colluding to withdraw their advertisement revenue simultaneously, which will ultimately. Uh, force Elon's hand
2: if he wants to maintain all based on all based on false reports and lies, essentially slander that has no merit in truth at all. So I could see why he's frustrated. Sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. Yeah,
3: no, it's fine. It's it's tortious interference in business practices is is the the legal term. And and because he acquired X or Twitter at the time for 44 billion dollars, He can make an argument that he has tens and tens of billions of dollars of damages, and I think that he intends to target Soros. That's my guess.
4: We talked about what did Media Matters actually do, and it looks like from what we could figure out on IRL when we were talking – Tim and I were talking about it and the guest at the time uh, and the other host, and Serge maybe even was there too, that they took two unrelated screenshots and put them – they like – uh, made sure that they showed up next to each other in a timeline and then like clipped that and was like see how this this derogatory thing is appearing next to the the advertisement and then the advertisers are like, whoa, I'm appearing next to that thing, but it wasn't an organic appearing next to, allegedly. Right.
2: Yeah, you can easily manipulate that just by blocking certain accounts, so the accounts that you block on the timeline show up specifically with what you want to show up on that specific timeline. And it also depends on who you follow and who you want to see, as of course the American people have discernment! This is the most frustrating thing about this because as a human being, I have the right to to look at information and decide what is good and what is bad. Just because I'm I'm reading an an advertisement, just because I see someone post something that I might disagree with or is loony or is just wrong... That doesn't mean I'm gonna to conflate to do. We're, we're not children, we're not babies, we're not human beings that need to literally have our food. We're not baby birds that need to have information regurgitated down our throats after being chewed down by the corporate media establishment. We don't need any of that, okay? We have critical thinking skills and we have the ability to say, yes, that's good information. That's bad information. Let's actually have a real conversation here. Twitter's providing that real conversation. And I think that's why it is directly under attack in so many horrible, vicious ways that are, are, are absolutely very telling because of the results that we're seeing from it that might put the future of Twitter in jeopardy. He, uh, Elon, uh, in this interview, he, they said, so what?
4: Uh, What do you have to say to these interviewers that are these uh, these advertisers that are pulling the money? He's like, You're gonna blackmail me with money? F yourself. And he's real emphatic about it. And then the the interviewer's like, Well, I mean, what okay, okay, but like, what about the future of the company? He's like, the company's gonna is gonna fail. The company's gonna go, I don't know if you use the word bankrupt, but the company's going under. And he's like, Well, why like why would you the interviewer's like, why would you accept that or something along those lines? Elon's like, you know, let the let the world because it's these people put blackmailing me. And they're causing the company to go under. Let the world see it. Let the world decide.
2: We have that clip. We're going to play the full clip right after Elon said, "Go uh, f yourself." So this is right afterwards. This is the conversation that preceded it, which I think is also important for context.
6: Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. If you're in the audience. That's a well, well, let Disney me ask you then, Bob Iger. That's how I feel. Don't about- advertise.
1: How do you think then about the economics of of x if 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 part of the underlying model at least today and maybe it needs to shift maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising um, if if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh have this view what do you do <laughs> I, I, I understand that but there's a reality too <laughs> Right? Yes, no, no. It, it, I, I mean, Linda no, Yakarino's right here and she's gotta sell I, I, I,
6: advertising. Absolutely, so, um, no, no, totally. totally. So, so, no, no, actually what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is is gonna do, it's, it's gonna kill the company. And you think that the comp- I, I, but, And the whole world will know that those advertisers
1: killed the company and we will document it in great detail. But there are, those advertisers, I imagine, are gonna say, They're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah. They're going to say. Tell it to to Earth. But they're going to say that they're going to say, Elon, that you killed the company because you said these things and that they were inappropriate things and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform. Right. That's that's what they're
6: going to say. And let's see how Earth
1: responds to that.
2: First of all, screw this reporter. What you said was inappropriate. What? Are you kidding me? What did he say that was uh, inappropriate? He's having conversations. He's expressing opinions. He's allowing a conversation to actually be held that's not dominated by warmongers. What did he do? What's inappropriate? That's, that's number one. That would have been my response here. But you could also see Elon Musk saying we're, we're documenting all of it, which kind of points to this mega lawsuit that, uh, Clint, you were talking about earlier as well, as there's probably going to be a lot of legal action here. But the future of Twitter uh, being in jeopardy, that's not good. It's not good for me. Uh, it's the only platform I can actually speak
3: freely and and not get suspended from. So I'm disappointed to hear that. Uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin is the the journalist that's that's skewering Elon there. He's a financial expert. So he understands the the back end of this. he He knows that this is coercive pressure that's coming from uh, organizations that are very, very progressive, just to put it kindly. Uh, in terms of you know the manipulation that they're trying to uh, apply pressure to Elon and to the to X platform in terms of terms of service and and the uh, the moderation policies, it's it's so clear that this is what's happening uh, across the board with social media. Elon is the one who kicked out all of the CIA, DHS, FBI, uh, CDC uh, informants out of out of the back end of Twitter when he when he acquired it and he fired all of those people. That they're this is now this is their plan B. They're coming at him from another angle. Elon sees it, and he's trying to take the lit, lit, the litigious footing to try and scare them off. That's that's to me, it's quite quite clear that's what's happening. The interviewer, and I wish I knew his name. It's anyone,
4: Andrew Ross Sorkin. Andrew Ross Sorkin was like, well, maybe advertisers isn't the best way to fund a company. He makes that point, and I think I agree with him there. I think that. Uh, Ultimately, user subscription model is the key of the way of the future, and also decentralizing away from super expensive databases. If you can have mesh networking, where we're all hosting Twitter on our own, all our phones, and if ninety percent of our phones go down, the other ten percent keep the network up and going, that could that could save cost. Uh, So, and I know, like you said, Elon slashed a bunch of the um, employee count when he came in, so eighty percent almost cut a huge amount of of the of expenditure of the company in there. So it's possible that. Twitter goes bankrupt, a lot of people lose their job, and then like they, they go onto some decentralized protocol like Noster and just make it like a protocol-based service.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to be the same kind of Twitter because I, I think what's drawing in a lot of people now and a lot of people are, are kind of also overestimating that amount of money that people make through advertisements, that money has been progressively going down. But but Twitter is as amazing as it is because it's, it's reliable. It, it, it's steady. It's a platform that all the institutions are kind of on, and you get to talk to each other in an unfiltered, real, honest kind of way without any kind of overlord standing in the way saying, no, you can't say this. If it goes into a more decentralized kind of platform, I'm just worried it's going to be less consistent, less available, because then you kind of leave a lot of things up, especially on the infrastructure side of this thing. Like In in, in the balance of it, that might not always work. So I'm a big fan of decentralization. And this is what we also talked about uh, when Elon Musk originally bought Twitter, because we said, hey, he's going to get attacked viciously. We opened up uh i was there i think you were there tim was there we opened up a fifteen thousand dollar bottle of of louis the 13th or something we were drinking and we were celebrating we were like hey he's gonna get attacked a lot this is the attack this is him now responding to it and it's getting serious right before the the main kind of advertisement season right during the holiday season all of them pull out last minute I, i i thought tim Poole also had a very interesting idea saying hey go to all these companies competitors Give them free advertisements. Take their space, advertise against them, and show the world who's really uh, going for who. But then I wouldn't want to support a lot of these negative corporations personally myself. Um, so so how do we get out of this? I mean, it's it's going to be difficult because he, he fired off a whole bunch of people. And now, according to him, he's still having a lot of financial concerns and issues. That's not good. Seth Dillon, the CEO of Babylon
4: Bee, pointed out they're going to be doubling their advertising expenditure. I think it was they were putting in two hundred fifty thousand a month. Now they're going to raise that to five hundred thousand a month, and yeah. they would do more if they didn't do so much DoorDash.
3: It was Andrew Tate. It was uh, you know Tim Pool. A bunch of people threw up money, but the problem is you need huge money. And, and the real huge money comes from the State Street, BlackRock, Vanguards of the world, and those companies that they, they have a, a large percentage ownership, they kind of dictate their advertising policy. So a guy like Larry Fink, even though Andrew Tate may have you know comparable money, I don't think he does, but even if he did, it doesn't change the fact because, because uh, Larry Fink manages trillions of dollars worth of assets. So if he, if he says, we're going to boycott X, That's enough to kill the company.
4: And I think, though, realistically, if X were to go bankrupt and reform as a decentralized protocol, join the Fediverse with Mastodon and Mines, that could be way better for humanity. And Elon's going to be okay financially, and those employees will probably be okay financially because, well, whether or not they win a lawsuit, I mean, if they really believe in the in the in the mission itself, then they're going where Elon goes.
2: Yeah, but 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 I I think the establishment is, is so angry at Elon they're like, OK, yeah, sue us, but we're going to take you down and you might win some kind of uh, you know, lawsuit later down the line. But we still took down one of the only platforms that allows free speech. We still took down one of the few places that is able to survive and go after all the psyops as they happen in real time. This is why Twitter is so important, because anytime a major event happens, we all go to Twitter. We don't go to Facebook. We don't we don't we don't go to to TikTok. We don't go to any of these platforms. We go to Twitter to see all the breaking news unfold in real freaking time. And when it does, you're able to get on the ground video reports, pictures, accounts of events that you can't get anywhere else. And I truly do think we're gonna talk about this in a little bit before the next presidential election, there's going to be one major galvanizing Pearl Harbor-like event. And we're going to talk about what that's going to be, because I think there's four possibilities here. We're going to outline them. We're going to talk about the latest news surrounding all of them. But 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 I, I think they understand that they, they can't really get away with the next big Pearl Harbor-like event if Twitter exists. Yeah, if we can debunk in real time. Exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah no, I, I actually agree with that. And look, as a kind of a you know, armchair military technician, tactician, there's a time to retreat and there's a time to, to defend the line. And I think that Elon has already threw, threw in his hat in a heavy fashion, $44 billion to acquire Twitter. It wasn't worth anywhere near that. The number, the uh, subscription numbers, everything was, was juiced up and, and, and a lie. He had no idea of the, the backdoor issues with the FBI and all that stuff. So he bought a real toxic asset. And then ever since then, he's been under attack. He, he has also been really the only social media platform uh, that's that's major. That has been willing to you know defend free speech and open dialogue. So I think that this is like this is a moment that that the people that actually value free speech and human liberty. We need to we need to rally to his defense. Uh, you know, To Ian's point about the subscription model being what needs to happen, I've already signed up for Twitter Blue a long time ago. I know many, many people have. We all were trying to give him enough revenue that he didn't have to acquiesce to advertiser pressure. Clearly, the subscriptions have not been adequate to keep him in the black. So... I don't know what it's going to
4: take. Well, the, you mentioned the military tactic, and there's a tactic in the military called hammer and anvil where uh, you will retreat or at least feign a retreat. You'll make it look like you're retreating. And when they try and route you and come at you, then you swing around with a pre-planned flank and you hit them from behind, and that's the hammer. You become the anvil. You're like, come at me. They think that you're running away. As right. they come at you, you come around and flank the front behind. So shuttering the company is the feigned retreat. The, the, the hammer that comes around is the lawsuit that makes enough money then to reform it as a decentralized service, but, I think but that's with the possible. lawsuits
2: that have been that have been going on, you see a, a clear injustice. You see the, a judicial system that is run on judges that clearly have political leanings that they service more than they do an actual justice system. So, especially when you look at independent content media creators that have been getting sued, Elon Musk is also getting sued uh, by by some of the same lawyers and some of the same powers that Alex Jones was getting uh, sued from. We, we got news about that. We got to talk about that. on on Rumble specifically. But Elon's suing, but they're also suing Elon too. So there's a lot of other lawsuits that are happening that we don't even know about now that are going after Twitter, are going after X, are going after Elon, and they're trying to do the same kind of playbook like they did to Alex Jones and trying to get billions of dollars. Alex doesn't have billions of dollars. Elon has billions of assets billions of dollars worth of assets and stocks that they could be like okay liquidate it now it's our turn to get it so um, I don't have a lot of faith in the judicial system that has shown to be extremely biased because I and and, and I just don't see it working no I, I agree with your your pessimism especially um, in San Francisco I mean uh, of course Twitter's based in San Francisco do you think you're gonna get a San Francisco jury and judge that are gonna rule in favor of of Elon and and Twitter
3: yeah hell no no Elon made a huge mistake but not migrating the the headquarters, but he actually took that same line that I just used where he said, you know, sometimes you have to defend the line. And he was like, I'm not going to let San Francisco go. And it's like, dude, you got to let San Francisco go. Why would
2: you want to live in that crap hole? It's like one of the worst places in the world. I was screaming. I'm like, dude, you got to go to Florida. You You have to go to Florida. Other people were saying Texas. That's where he uh, moved a lot of uh, his Tesla headquarters and and a, a lot of the car manufacturing. He has some offices here, specifically when it comes to SpaceX here in Florida, migrate move to Florida you have a, a base of individuals that care about you won't sabotage you behind the scenes won't leak information but more importantly you you're also dealing with the judicial system that that is actually reasonable and actually does care about you and actually leans towards your particular side and viewpoint you have Florida now a clear red state it used to be a purple state a clear red state it's one of the reasons I moved here because if I'm living in New York City I go through an event where you know, you know, say something happens. Say I have to deal with an incident with someone aggressing against me. I defend myself. I'm going to jail. I'm automatically getting prosecuted. I'm automatically getting punished. And no matter what kind of bullcrap is being brought against me, all they have to say is, "Look, look at, look at his uh, Twitter post here, <laughs> jury." Uh, and then I have to sit with a jury filled with people like AOC yeah. who are going to be like jail right away Yeah, you're going to jail yeah. for the rest
3: of your life no i look i think that this is once again kind of an extrapolation of what we've seen with uh, donald trump's run for the presidency we have entered an era of lawfare like that that is where we're at now what what's horrifying about it is that it's not just frivolous lawsuits it's 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 actually lawsuits that are predicated off of private companies decision making when it comes to our ability to speak freely and that and we have we have such contentious you know relations between these fortune 500 companies and this one platform that actually allows us to speak and that and that's enough for them to go full nuclear against this guy i just think it it once again demonstrates how fragile their power structure is if we are actually able to speak freely uh, as we do on rumble from 8 to 9 o'clock every night They fail. They cannot win. I see the metaphor between centralized social media and centralized governments
4: where you maybe like a monarchy. They move very quickly. They're very like the monarch says, do this, it happens, do this, it happens. If you get a crazy person as the monarch, the entire system can go haywire. And it's the same with centralized social media. To me, it just shows it's antithetical to the United States. We base this system on a decentralized union of states on purpose because when you give the central authority too much power, it can get co-opted and destroyed yeah. Or,
3: uh, right. Right now, to play off Ian's metaphor, there we're like we're relying on uh, benevolent dictators. Like that's we rely on Chris Pavlovsky over on Rumble. He has to be a benevolent dictator, or else we're all screwed. We rely on Elon Musk, and then there's all these malevolent ones like uh, uh, Zuckerberg, etc. So. Yeah, I think that's where we're at, you're and, right. And it's sometimes it's like beyond uh, Mark Zuckerberg's
4: desire, to, it's like if if outside forces come in and like a king, if some outside forces like, you know, if you don't if you want to marry my sister, do it this way or if you don't do this, we're going to invade and then the like you can twist
3: one guy really well, easily this, relative to 50 this, this, states. It's such an important point to make because a lot of these companies began with very much libertarian or even like anarcho-capitalist type of founders. Many of these people that we talk about that we all hate today, that's that's where their ideological like flowering began but i think the reality is is that the the government is so vital to be a successful mega corporation on earth at this point that they all acquiesce. If you want to get to the highest levels of wealth and power and influence, you have to play ball with the government. And if you don't, you will get the Elon Musk treatment. He has become the richest man in the world because he played ball, because he got all those subsidies for Tesla and SpaceX and everything else. And defense contracts. And defense and, contracts. A bunch and, uh, of stuff. carbon credits. A bunch of stuff. Absolutely. He, he played the game properly. He probably did it how I would have done it. But then he also, once he got to be the richest man on earth, he said, all right, now we're flipping the script. I'm going to throw some of this money in an asset because I believe free speech is more valuable than Thing he could be for his AI program. I'm not being naive, uh, but it, it seems as if he 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 became antagonistic towards the government, and they are letting him know. Hey, you may be the richest man on earth, but you ain't nothing compared to us. Yeah,
2: the, the government was, I think, first uh, an- antagonistic against everyone, <laughs> and yeah. then he just responded to what was clear censorship. And it would have been awesome to see him and Mark Zuckerberg fight. If only Mark Zuckerberg oh, me too, me. didn't come down with that injury. I was, re- I was recently watching a podcast with Dana White, and he was saying, "Hey, it was legitimately going to happen in the Roman Coliseum. Uh, and, would have been amazing, and, and that would have been uh, that would have been awesome, and it would have." between a man who, of course, bends the knee... And Ben's over for the power establishment and a man who, of course, is uh, getting attacked by the establishment. As right now in the making of this video on Twitter, you have Go Elon trending right now. And, uh, you know, everyone's sharing the video. Everyone's saying, wow, Elon, go Elon. You saved free speech. Elon tells advertisers trying to blackmail him, go F yourself. And there's a lot of different support here as there's even memes upon memes upon Upon reaction memes, which are absolutely golden here. But there's another clip here of Elon that I think is definitely worth playing as well as, of course, the conversation kind of continued to the stunned surprise of this journalist, even if you could call him that. Here's uh, another portion of this conversation that I thought was very uh, eye-opening.
1: The approach to um, some of the stuff you're doing with, with AI has been very specific, Right. There's not a let let the chips fall where they may approach to those businesses, I don't think. No, we
6: focus on making the best products and Tesla has gotten to where it's gotten with no advertising at all. I understand that. Tesla currently sells uh, two, twice as much uh, in terms of electric vehicles as the rest of uh, electric car makers in in the United States combined. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. It would be fair to say that, therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone, else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that?
1: No, I, no, how do personal. I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that because this goes—we're we talking about power and influence—and and I'm saying, I'm saying, what I, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness,
6: not the perception of it. Yes. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil.
2: Yes. Yep. And uh, let's be honest here, there's a lot of evil. There's a a lot of very nefarious, horrible actions being done all in the name of of fighting good uh, and and, and doing the right thing and and the common good for everyone. And and in reality, people are full of crap. In, In reality, a lot of the powerful institutions that failed us. A lot of their actions directly hurt us. And they're there to screw us over. And they are extensively in so many different ways. So hearing someone like Elon Musk, who, who clearly has the world's attention now, talk about this, I think it's critically important because the whole world is a freaking lie. We are living on illusion after illusion of people believing naively. Let the system, that the establishment, the powerful people in this world care about them. And in reality, the exact opposite of that is true. They believe that there's too many people in this world. They believe that the population needs to be called. They believe that they need a reduction of the amount of people in this world. And they're openly, right now, implementing policies, essentially establishing that. And their policies are working. That's the scary part.
4: Elon here exhibited massive amounts of pride. In the Catholic faith, that's a sin, and you would consider that evil. But there are times, I think, in the United States, American pride is very valuable. I'd like to see him quantify that statement that Tesla has done more for the economy than every other car company combined— I don't know where he's getting that metric or how he, he's measuring it. He said it. for environment. For the environment. That's, that's what I meant, not the economy, the environment. Yep. Than every other car company in mind. I'd just like to see the quantification of how he came to that. that I would imagine it's carbon emissions, but you, I agree. We should, pull, should prove it. They're pulling lithium and cobalt out of the ground. They're right. causing people like kids in Africa to go dig with their hands, and I don't know how no, involved agreed. in that. And I know they're trying to get away from that, right? Um, and maybe maybe it's right, but I'd still like to see the quantification, well, for that's a bold statement.
3: Yeah, I agree. He should quantify it. Let me take it a different direction. I, I think that Elon actually became kind of persona non grata amongst the Fortune 500 and the you know political elite establishment about a year ago. If you guys recall, he started to go very hard in the paint against ESG. He started to he started to lament openly, publicly about what's called greenwashing, where these these alleged ESG you know, beacons of light that are supposed to be looking out for the uh, environment—they're not. They're doing exactly what you're describing. They're—they're they're destroying the earth, uh, while also profiting with a bunch of advertisements saying how green they are. You know, BP and all these other you know oil companies, things like that. So
2: he brought up a specific specific example of Tesla having a very low ESG score, lower than Exxon, and and then uh, Exxon and then some other horrible company having a really high <laughs> exactly. ESG score, which which made no sense at all. But but the reason I bring that up is this is exactly what he
3: says at the end that clip there he says I'm sick of the perception of good versus the actual reality of doing good And I think that Elon is making the the case that he is doing a lot of good for the Earth in terms of human exploration, in terms of innovation, in terms of the environment. And I think it's true. I think he is. So I think he's getting very frustrated that he's being portrayed as some evil figure when he's actually he's dedicated his entire life to actually improving human existence. I, I share in his frustration. I think that we ought to uplift figures like him as long as he's not trying to put a chip in my brain and then put me into the Borg. Uh, but I think that we ought to we ought to like these are the entrepreneurs that you ought to be rooting for um and instead he's being attacked from every angle and I feel I, I share in his frustration as a kid, they would tell me like the
4: greatest people on earth oftentimes are villainized in life, and it's only after their death that everyone realizes like, oh they were so, like Socrates people they they put him on trial and had him made him force him to drink poison and die yeah, yeah, later yeah. in life. And like afterwards, they built a statue of him because they realized what the mistake they'd made. Co- I, Copernicus I th-
3: as well, I think. Really? Uh, I,
4: think. I, I just thought, like, maybe not. And it's not always the case, obviously. But I think this e- the Elon thing, I, I don't know if it's just that he's threatening the centralized power structure of the liberal economic order. Yes. And and that's like, so the liberal economic order is lashing out. But yes. the, the negative l- press is, I've had enough of well, it. Well, about. Think,
3: think about what, what his ownership of Twitter did to the war in Ukraine. Just that. Just that was enough of open dialogue and discussion that was not being deplatformed. Because, like, if you remember early stages of 2020, I won't say the the you know why, um, but everyone was being deplatformed even though they were telling the truth. That would have been the same case under the old guard of Twitter. Absolutely. When when uh, you know Colonel Douglas McGregor comes out in the summer of last year saying Ukraine has no shot at winning this war, none. And, and everyone's like, wow, that's a pretty bold statement. Well, it sure turned out that he was telling the truth, right? But had he said that under the old guard of Twitter, he would have been gone. I would have been gone. Almost like everybody in this room probably would have been. So that's, that is why the, the liberal economic world order, whatever you want to call it, that's why That's we were why.
2: slowly being uh, erased like by by Thanos, but by the intelligence agencies that were pulling the strings of the social media companies that were literally snapping their finger, and being like, you're gone and you're gone and you're gone. How dare you express any opinion that doesn't align with our pro-war neoconservative warmongering? You better toe the line here. And, and you're absolutely right. There would be so many individuals that, of course, would have been hit, would have been targeted, would have been taken down if it wasn't for Twitter and uh, people's ability to to just counter the narrative, especially not just with the war in Ukraine but but also the, the latest tensions inside of the middle east oh, the, big, the, big time, the, yeah. the 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 fervor for for a bigger conflict for a bigger war it, it subsided it, it's kind of gone because you got people who are able to have conversations who are able to have debates who are able to of course go on and 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 actually rationalize hey, you know hurting other people because someone hurt other people isn't a good winning policy here okay following the lunacy of American foreign policy in the Middle East isn't a good winning policy here and people realizing that not go along not going along with it not being emotionally manipulated actually rationally thinking and calling all of this out as it happens extremely um, important and a, a lot of people I mean even we we're, we're just saying a couple days ago hey his trip to Israel was probably to try to win back the advertisers I, I, I think it's fair to say now <laughs> he's uh, no, not really trying to do do that, as of course there's other people now reporting how he is wearing a dog tag that has been inscribed and says quote, our hearts are hostages in Gaza, and allegedly the report is that he is wearing it until... Uh, The day that all the loved ones are released from uh, the captivity there by uh, Hamas inside of Gaza. So, uh, you know, clearly maybe something that that other people would point out as a PR stunt or or, or something that that's there just to, of course, galvanize attention. But but I, I think it's fair to say from the comments here. Um, He's not trying to win back the advertisers. He's trying to call them out for the injustices and the larger attacks that they're having on him. And if it wasn't for Elon Musk allowing us to have the conversation in the Middle East, I would bet your bottom dollar it would have continued and escalated to the point where we probably would have had the military mobilized already to go into Iran, all right? And and I truly do believe that would be true because what happened in um, Israel was compared a lot of the times to what happened in New York City in 2001. We saw a lot of the very same kind of elements. We saw a lot of the same kind of similar reactions and propaganda in response to that. A lot of it was luckily called out, luckily... um, There wasn't a full-blown conflict, but I really do legitimately think if it wasn't for Twitter, we would have been really close towards a full, all-out, perpetual war with Iran. And I think the only reason we're not is because we have this ability to be able to talk to each other.
4: Oh, it's important to remember and to keep in mind that, you know, freedom is a day away from dying and that, like, always be on guard against... Do we still have battleships and aircraft carriers, aircraft carrier over there in the... Oh, yeah. So, like, if a missile comes flying out of Gaza and hits one of our boats, and then we're told it's Hamas or Iran, you got to be like, yo, are you sure? Because it could be anybody,
2: and it Whoa. could be a false flag, and like that, that could... Of course. And and the, let me add one But other the false points. flag can't work if people are able to talk to each other. This well, is the thing. Like if a false yes. flag event is unfolding, right? People are like, "Wait, hold on. Let's let's look at where this thing came from. Let's look at all the evidence here. Let's counter this uh, piece of information. Let's not get all emotional here because that's that's the way that uh, a lot of this propaganda works. They control the narratives, they shut down communication. This is the first thing in information war. And then they, of course, rile people up emotionally to the point where they're not critically thinking and they're saying, "Hey, be high that we just pissed off. There's the target. Go after them. They can't do that with Twitter.
3: Yeah. It's what they did with Hunter's laptop. They, they buried any counter narratives and they pushed the, the lie. Um, and this is the reason that I think what Elon's doing, it's not that he's not trying to get the advertisers back. I think what he's doing is he's they've been intimidating him. They've been saying, you get in line, then we'll advertise. He's saying, no, you'll advertise and you'll avoid this monster lawsuit. And I, I think I think he's actually trying to flip the intimidation script because he believes that I think he may actually have documentation that proves collusion. And if he has that, then he can prove that this is actually tortious interference from the advertisers as well as Media Matters and all of the Sor- Soros institutions, which consist of billions of dollars. One other point, the, the fact that we have had... We have had the ability to see graphic footage of both Hamas's attack as well as the IDF response in terms of the bombing campaign of Gaza has done more to galvanize the anti-war movement in this country and on Earth than anything I've seen in a very long time. The fact that you can see just the, the heartbreaking carnage on both sides, like anyone who's rational that sees it happening on both sides doesn't come away going, oh, we need more of this. They come away going, we need to find a way to get this to stop this is terrible. And I think that if it was the old guard, there's actually a good chance that they would have they would have only permitted the Hamas footage of the attack against Israel, or excuse me, the opposite. They probably would have buried that footage because I think that they, they were such radical leftists, they probably would have been more aligned with the Palestinians ideologically, in which case it would have been very bad for the Israeli side of the argument. Uh, Cernovich has actually made this point. I think he's right about that. Um, but my, my point is, is lo- like everyone's going to be upset with Elon because he's not catering to your narrative. He's allowing the carnage from both sides to be seen. That's what that's what a real exchange of information amounts to. No one no one walks away happy. We all walk away with like a well-rounded idea and and a much more nuanced view of the world. That's that's what I want to see. I think that's how we actually advance civilization. I'm wondering, do you guys and I'm wondering what you guys think. If, if can we can there be
4: like a, a an eminent military power on Earth that is kind of guarding and protecting the the order of the planet without being warmonger? Without without anticipating and preemptively attacking things that might come out of hand? Because sneak attacks are nasty. And if you let if you let some country just build up a nuclear arsenal and then one day there's a huge blitzkrieg that you know that then that could be a problem so we're all it seems like the, the the liberal economic order is like looking for where that might be coming from next and trying to get in and stop it but but, but,
2: but Ian there's nothing wrong with being strong and being able to defend yourself the problem is is when you're offensive and, and and not just defensive so I I do believe we should be the strongest we should be we should be the best we should be able to defend ourselves absolutely but but aggressing overthrowing politically elected leaders uh financing radical jihadism financing far-right activities in Ukraine it's one of those stupidest most dumbest ideas that we could do as as china's literally going around the world being like hey we're going to trade together we're going to make some money together here's a belt and road initiative while the united states is like hey we got a whole bunch of bombs we got a whole bunch of war industry and when you have that there's a lot of things that look like nails when you're only a hammer Uh, we also got a super chat by joseph who said answer capitalism boycotts are what i mean um, so I, I, I do agree. I think there needs to be more of a reliance, and we keep talking about this because you guys are more important to this independent media broadcast than ever. Uh people supporting what they like, what they vote for, and not supporting all the really bad stuff out there. I canceled my my Netflix, I canceled my my HBO, I canceled my my Disney Plus. I'm not gonna have any of those accounts uh participating in this larger bull crap that I don't want my money in, I'm going to be participating in, in stuff that I want to invest in. So voting with your do- dollars, voting with your clicks, absolutely freaking matters. LukeUnfiltered.com. Yes, and then you guys get to also call in in about uh, 50 minutes from now on uh, on Rumble when we do take callers. So uh, thank you, Joseph, for your super chat. Really appreciate uh, it. To respond to what you're saying, that it is... It is-
4: all in your right to be the strongest and extremely capable of defending yourself. I agree as a nation and as a power source. But the problem with war and attack and violence in general is that the aggressor tends to get an immediate advantage when they attack. The Japanese at Pearl Harbor, for instance, wiped out the American fleet in the Pacific, and it took them like a year to, or more to rebuild. So like, if you take out the enemy's headquarters before they have a chance, their response is muted, and then that's how bad guys get away with sneak attack wins. And so that's where the Romans were
3: like, we can't let that happen again. We need to conquer our surroundings so that they don't attack us first. But keep keep in mind, every every nation that you're describing that did those preliminary attacks, they're all gone. Or they're they're you know in shambles compared to once what they once were. The the Japanese Empire gone, uh Hirohito. Like so my my argument to to your case would be that yeah, China is actually the example that you're talking about. They they are they are they have kind of imperial interests, but they're doing it through trade and, and economic arrangements more than they are militaristically. And I think that's because they're respecting the fact that the U.S. is the global hegemon militaristically, but they're also smart enough, in my estimation, to identify that we will fall economically, so they don't need to fight us
2: militarily. And and I think that's I think that's really how China intends uh, to take Pearl Harbor is also a really bad example. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot of things that we could say especially with uh, a, a lot of the very strange activity from the United States right beforehand. We're also just getting a report right now From an uh, Adrian Dittman that is detailing how allegedly the New York Times just deleted the Deal Book Summit with Elon Musk from their YouTube channel. Now, is this because of YouTube? Is this because of the New York Times? Why are they deleting it? Uh Well, I don't think it matters since, of course, the clip is going viral all over social media, but are they now trying to stop it because it's having a inverse reaction to people now finally waking up to the larger injustices of essentially a, a Pope Rothschild ESG revisionist capitalistic vision that, that, of course, they're trying to push on all of us? Is the ESG score that, that clearly isn't working anymore, especially when it comes to institutions like Disney now also revamping their Snow White movie is there a larger cultural reaction to all of this that is actually palpable that is actually going to be meaningful I hope so I kind of think so too I well, don't know what you guys think. yeah let me just make a, a broad point about that
3: uproar that you described earlier with the internet how they're just like Elon says GFY like yeah and it's like it's such a galvanizing moment because there is such a huge pent up anger against everybody that's trying to attack our ability to speak freely this is my this is my argument and this is the reason I believe that this is a completely top-down censorship campaign and a uh, a defunding campaign against X in particular there is market demand for for these companies to advertise on these platforms. There is market demand for platforms that offer free speech and loose terms of service. Like, it's so clear that there's people that want this. Rumble has succeeded. X has succeeded. Like, they they have only one way to fight it because there actually are millions of people that want these companies to succeed. The only way they can fight it is through co- coercion and government uh, manipulation and interference. And I think that Elon has to use the game against himself. Itself. He has to use his wealth to acquire political favors he has to play as dirty as they go and uh, you know that that probably is uncomfortable for him but I think it's vitally necessary I uh, I just looked up New York who owns the New York Times it's a public company which means
4: if I had to guess Blackrock State Street and Vanguard own roughly 19 percent of the thing like they tend yeah. to do with most public almost com- every company, large public yeah. companies. Uh, maybe there are some people up there that were like, "I don't like that he's that he's gone on the such an effective offense." Let's mute the the noise before be. it gets out of hand. But it's like, yo, you, you lit the spark; the fire's burning. Like you can't stamp it out now with
3: your foot. That's well, that, and this is what they try to do with censorship. It's like they think that if they just prevent us from speaking, we'll we'll give up or go away. It's wrong. I don't know what what else do we have to prove to you. We've gone through a decade of increasing censorship. We're not gone. We're here. That we're in this fight. There's nowhere there's nowhere else to go. So it's like, I'm not ever gonna give up. Even if they kick me off of YouTube, which they tried to, if they kick me off of X or, or X goes bankrupt, I'm not done. I'm just gonna pop up. I'm a I'm a little Gopher, I know you, what you, you want to say. You gotta, yeah, you're yeah. gonna say it
2: on Rumble. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll be underneath a bridge giving out flyers or I'll get a freaking bullhorn. That's how I started my entire career, by exactly. the way, it's like 20 plus years ago. We didn't have all these googly goo gadgets, we didn't have all this high tech, we didn't have cell phones that had video cameras and photos. I'm a super boomer to the point where the only way we could really get the message out is by literally putting it on a piece of paper and handing it out to people. And I've done that, I've handed out a couple with my organization a couple million flyers a couple million dvds that we used to make and hand them out everywhere we had a whole huge operation we had a huge team of individuals that were decentralized there was no central leader we had about 250 organizations all over the world printing flyers printing dvds starting conversations with people in the streets We might have to come back to that with the way that things are going, as it's fair to say that Twitter now is the number one attack vector of the establishment. But as soon as Twitter's gone, it's going to be Rumble. It's going to be every other platform that dares to say, hey, you could talk freely here. That is one of the biggest dangers against the establishment. People just talking to each other. And that shows you just how fragile, just how insecure, just how absolutely pathetic this entire system is because it could all be stopped with just some words, with just some discussions, with just some ideas. And that's that's freaking powerful. And once that's you hopeful. understand that, game yeah. over. And it'll be like the Fediverse is
4: kind of like the the what was the what was the game where you try and bop the, the sloths as they pop their heads uh, up. I think it's whack-a-mole. a mole is like the, the Fediverse, you know, if you if you have a node on the Fediverse, you can say like, these moles can't pop up. That's my right as the owner of this node. But the Fediverse still exists, so if you shut down one of those nodes, that gopher can still pop up on another hole on someone else's node. Right. It's nearly, I mean, maybe not impossible, because you still have, like, internet and electricity until we have like solid state electricity we're tapped out of the vacuum or something you know machines and computers can always be shut down water supplies can always be cut off which is still disturbing centralized services
2: so so let's talk about the next thing because we we talked about how twitter is uh, extremely important uh, at preventing the next thing because there's going to be a next thing uh we had the, the 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 kind of first thing many, many years ago. I would say 60 plus years ago we had the first thing, especially when it comes to a president just being ousted in a not so nice fashion. I'll just leave it at that. Then, of course, we had the the thing in 2001, then the thing in 2008, and then, of course, we had the thing in 2020. There's other things in between that, but I'm just kind of (laughs) skipping, skipping, skipping the larger kind of sequences here of what I could actually say here on this particular platform. But... Uh, After 2020, the the power establishment got away with doing a, a thing on us that was absolutely unjust, that was absolutely filled with lies, that was absolutely filled with crap. I, I do think heading into this next election political cycle, they're going to do a new thing. There's going to be a next sigh up, a next really bad event that they will be using to try to galvanize the American public in order to, of course, control, subjugate us, take away our freedoms, take away our ability to make money. What will that next thing be? Well, I want to discuss it with you guys as, of course, I have some news articles here that I want to show with you guys in relation to. To the next possible thing will it be aliens as we also are getting reports of the u.s military officially now declaring that they are seeing ufos in space from an official u.s government is it going to be a full all-out war with russia which again could be very possible as russia is mobilizing and becoming the most nuclear ready nation in this world is it going to be of course disease x which allegedly is making its way now through europe after a bunch of pneumonia cases are showing up in that country and in china that's going back to their sanitation theater that of course worked so well three plus years ago or will it be of course financial ruin and economic collapse that's also another possibility and hey Why not just bring in solar flares here as we are also are getting other reports that solar flares will now bombard Earth soon as the sunspot cycle, quote, is reaching its peak. What will be the next thing that will disrupt the next upcoming presidential election? What do you guys think? I don't know, but uh, I think it's worth uh, hypothesizing since uh, there's probably going to be a next thing very soon. yeah. I mean, it's, it's inevitable that there will be one.
3: Um, I think there's actually a multitude, and I, my, my odds on favorite would be economic turmoil. Um, my, one of my episodes a couple of weeks ago on Liberty Lockdown was uh, breaking down what I think is the next banking crisis. There's a real potential for contagion. Uh, there was a, I think it was called the BTFP It was a bailout program for banks that had long-term dated uh, debt instruments that were underwater. They created this treasury and fed like combined instrument that allowed the banks to offload their underwater assets at par, at face value, um, to, to basically keep them liquid. That ends in March of 2024. So when that ends, we're going to see, in my estimation, quite a few banks that are in real um, dire condition economically. So keep that in mind.
2: I absolutely do kind of agree with that. I have my own kind of assessment. Um, I will give that in just a little bit, but we're going to also go to Stephanie and Ian. Ian, what do you guys think is going to be the next thing?
4: My concern, a real threat to the human race would be, my main concern is if some sort of pathogen whether it was natural or or artificial was re, was created or released or just got into the population and started making people sick and then the water supply got cut off because part of what keeps us alive and healthy is access to clean water and soap i mean that that got us through the last 3 to 5 years hands down clean water so if that happens together but i don't think that if there was if it was like a psyop and some weird people were trying to control they wouldn't want that would really destroy things i don't think people want to destroy it they want to control it
3: so right. i don't think that's that's not going to happen. I, I don't think, think it would, I don't think it would go to that extent because it would be so violent so quickly if, if it actually got that bad. Um, so yeah, I think, I think economic concerns are big. I think war with Iran is very concerning and, and not a, at all outside the realm of possibility, uh, especially if some of those other Arab and Muslim nations around Israel decide to attack. It I can, hope it's aliens because those are fun to talk about. I think that's actually the that's probably the most benign potential that is also, like, it's captivating enough that I think it could actually get people to be afraid enough to get in line. So maybe that's maybe that's good enough. But at the same time, I feel like so many people have woken up to the lies over the past three years that, like, it's going to have to be pretty damn good. To, to get us on board again, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: people better not show up in my neighborhood. He's going to get it popped. He's going to get get a cap in that. You know what? Uh, so if they do alien psyops, I don't see him coming to America. Maybe not. maybe they'll go to like Chicago, There's, or like New York, or like, like San like, Francisco. Like sh- Chicago's not American. Uh, uh, it's not. It's like a socialistic hellhole, Chirac. It should be its own foreign country. Uh, you know, sh- Chicago people don't get me started. Uh, but 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 no, seriously, um, I'm. I'm I'm a New Yorker. If they would show up in like San Francisco, no one would kind of bat an eye because it's like the people there are so desensitized to just <laughs> absolute nonsense. I do see them trying to do this alien psyop very desperately. I don't think it's it's going to work because now people like me and a lot of other people are like, okay, we've been talking about aliens for so long. I interviewed the former Canadian Minister of Defense. I interviewed a lot of government whistleblowers. I've been talking about this for like 20-plus freaking years. I talked to Tex Mars, Jim Mars. I talked to all of them. And um, now I'm like, I don't believe it. Because the (laughs) government's just trying to get me to believe it. I think I know what it's going to be. It's going to be economic
4: coercion. I've got a feeling. I just got this article from Business Insider. 813,000 student loan borrowers are now getting emails that their loans are wiped out. That happened yesterday. Uh, I was one of them. My loans went to zero, and it was shocking. And I didn't anticipate it. I didn't even ask for it. So, and then Biden was like, because of me and my my administration. So it's like almost like he was trying to buy my vote. Not, and, not almost, exactly. And then if they're like, now all your money is in central bank currency coin. The only way you're going to be able to spend your money is if you sign into this digital service yeah. that we can turn off if you violate our whims. Yeah. The,
3: Ubi CBDC. And yep. so it's
4: less about scaring people, more about just coercing them. I I, I could imagine that. You had something.
2: No. Yeah, no, I, I agree. What do you think, Steph, if you have to choose the next PSYOP, what do you think it's going to be?
5: Oh, gosh, that's such a hard question. I feel like all of these things have been just coming on slowly but surely. I feel like there's so many different, the whole alien thing. There's a lot of people that really want the aliens to come. There's a lot of people that are like, okay, beam me up, let's go. You know, it's just a, a whole bunch of different perspectives. Who really knows? Time. Will you got to pick one. Pick one. No. What's the
2: next sign up? <laughs> no. Just pick one. Just pick one. Solar flares.
5: Yeah, Ooh.
4: which could be possible, right? Check out Ben Davidson on Twitter. I hear he's the solar flare expert. He posts constantly. He's a sun weather man or sun weather something. Ben. Okay. Dav-
2: or it could just be an EMP that's pretending to be a solar flare that could be deliberately set off as a way to cut off everyone's power and um, internet connectivity. Like, think- like, 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 look at these people. Look at these young children that are being literally raised in with cell phones in their hands as soon as they're little babies in the freaking cribs. Those people won't know how to exist. They're not going to survive long in in a world where all communication goes down, all power goes down. That's a very likely scenario that could happen because of either a cyber attack, a cyber polygon, which I think is also another probable kind of infrastructure attack that could happen at any time. You yourself, I've been talking about this for a while. Again, we could hypothesize on all of this, doesn't mean it's actually going to be true. But one of the best things you could do is give yourself peace of mind, try to be ready for anything and everything. Everything that could come your way, especially when it comes to services and and maps and things in your community just being absolutely haywire and going crazy. Get to know your neighbors. Get a supply of, uh, you know, a little bit of storable food, a little bit of water, because even if it's not a government psyop or the next thing. It could be a natural event. It could be a hurricane, no matter what it is. The corporate media likes to make fun of preppers. They're like, you crazy preppers. You believe something's bad going to happen. Look at history. There's always something that does happen, and it's only the people who are prepared enough that usually survive it. So um, between now and the next upcoming election, this is my hot take on this entire issue. I believe two possible scenarios. I'll tell you the least possible one but also a probable one is that all of them will happen. The aliens are going to come down. There's going to be a war with Russia. There's going to be solar flares. They're going to wipe out power. There's going to be beat barbs running around here with probes just trying to get in you know where. It's going to be haywire as the dollar collapses and there's going to be no ability to buy anything with your credit cards. As Of course, you're going to have to have physical cash, gold or silver, or any kind of assets or commodities or actual skills that don't include you being at a Starbucks and acting like a freaking barista or, or typing your opinions on social media there's going to be a demand for real people who are going to be doing real things so that's one possible scenario all happens at once Uh, if you Mm -hmm. want to avoid that you could champion
4: this new evolution of our power system to use hydrogen fuel like what they're doing out of uh, rice university with james tour and how they're taking plastic trash or taking all sorts of carbon trash hitting it with electricity seven thousand degrees turning it into uh hydrogen fuel and graphene byproduct, they're getting massive profit out of it. I can't believe that graphene. I was going I to say I was graphene,
2: right yeah, so <laughs> graphene? You might, right, say, right Ian, graphene? You might yeah. say
4: if we transition to hydrogen fuel, the oil industry won't allow that to happen, but we can still use the oil and turn that into graphene, so we won't have to disrupt the oil industry.
2: I like it. Um, yeah, the the oil industry, again, all these stop oil people are absolutely crazy. Uh, but I, I do believe the more kind of probable outcome is lo- kind of soft uh, uh, approaches, kind of progging attacks, just seeing what's going to work. I think the, the situation is a lot more fluid than we think it is. I, I, I think they're okay. going to be just testing things out a little bit. Oh, it's just a little solar flare here. Let's see how the population reacts here. Let's do a little EMP here. Oh, let, let's just do a little attack on the infrastructure here. Let's just do a little, uh, you know, Uh, launch military strike here in the middle east let's just do a a little banking collapse here a little bank run here and let's see how it's going to work take one step forward two steps back but keep moving sorry the opposite two Two steps forward one step back and i believe they really are in a very difficult situation since they know themselves they're in a very risky game and if they overstep they're going to be called out on twitter Twitter still exists. As long as Twitter still exists, I believe we are somewhat safe along with Rumble that probably will be attacked very soon right after Twitter is. So we're just going to go over to to Rumble now and have the conversation there as I also wanted to announce that we just released a new t-shirt that sure is probably going to be triggering a lot of people as of course it is a piece of graffiti that uh, just appeared in Ireland that is triggering a lot of people. We decided to put that on a t-shirt with a four-leaf clover, which you could get now on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And it is sure going to be triggering a lot of corporate media heads that really don't like this slogan. So You don't have to be Irish. Uh, Check out the shirt that we have that we're showing you on here to support this independent media network. As right now, we are officially going over to Rumble.com to continue the conversation as we have this situation to talk about, the situation also about people who have been literally released from jail after doing unspeakable things to a 15-year-old girl. There's a lot of other things happening when it comes to a major lawsuit in Connecticut dealing with a Texas radio host, we're going to talk about that plus a lot more as well as continuing the conversation all on Rumble.com. To find us, all you got to do, go to the front page, Rumble.com. We are right here on the very, very front top of Rumble.com. We can't thank these guys enough for standing up for free speech. We, of course, will also be reading your Rumble rants. We got one by I'm Not Your Buddy Guy. We got a couple other ones we're going to be reading, and you guys, as members of LukeUnfiltered.com, also get to call in and have live conversations with us in the moment. Uncensored, Unfiltered. Before we go, Clint, where can people find you?
3: At Liberty Lockpot on X. This is the best political show.com. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you hit the subscription button. Leave a comment down below. Hit that like button, and And uh, share it with your friends and family. It's the best way to grow the show. Uh, My show is Liberty Lockdown. You can find that on Rumble for the next month because I can't upload to YouTube. And I will be on with Gavin McInnes and my insane posse of nutcases on Tower Gang at 930 tonight. Don't miss it.
4: And I'm a sloth.
3: Uh, I want to, oh, <laughs> did you get Bonobo? It's a Bonobo. i
6: Bonobo. Bonobo uh, the Sloth uh, is so happy to have been here. Yeah, it
4: was a good show. I want to say God bless Michael Seifert, for whom we await. Hopefully, uh, our prayers will allow him to arrive soon. Michael didn't make the show tonight, but we'll see you soon, Michael. I hope you're having a good night.
2: I'm talking to him now, so we might Excellent. have to reschedule. Okay. From I don't know if he wants to Either talk way, Michael Seifert
4: happened. is the CEO, I believe, of Public Square. He's yeah, the CEO. That's right. yeah, yeah and, and co-creator, if not sole creator of Public Square, maybe yeah. co-creator. Great guy. Great guy. He's
3: a great dude. Former former entrepreneur from Carlsbad, just like me. It's crazy. Small world. Happy to run in a circle with Michael Seifert.
2: So we have an opening Wednesday. He might come on next Wednesday. I I asked another kind of very uh, prominent person to also come on Wednesday. So we're going to see whoever responds to me first. We have Josie, um, the outlaw, coming on Tuesday. And then we also have Mir One, an amazing artist, coming on next Monday. That's going to be a really great show. We're not ending the show yet. Steph, where can people find you?
5: Everyone can find me on Instagram, Steph. We are change. Go over right now,
2: not now, right now to rumble.com. There's a lot of you guys here on YouTube. We usually have more of a bigger audience on YouTube. Go over, sign up log in, register, get in there. It means a lot to us. And it's, it's actually just voting with your clicks, which matters a lot. Let's, we're living in a key time where we could either go on the path of total freedom or total technocratic slavery. That choice, that decision could be as simple as you deciding where you decide to spend your time. Do you want to spend your time on YouTube? Do you want to spend your time on a platform that is literally fighting and also engaging in legal battles for free speech? I know where I want to be. That's going to be Rumble.com. See you guys over there right now. As, of course, we just officially signed off on YouTube. There's a little bit of a delay, which we got to be careful of. But, of course, there's so many different things to talk about that we were not able to talk about specifically on youtube and one of the biggest stories is of course what just happened to alex jones and he's another man that you can't really talk about on youtube youtube really doesn't like him on that particular platform as his entire media organization was taken off youtube they were taken off twitter still banned on twitter Alex Jones has such spicy opinions and conversations and words that even Elon Musk says, no, that's too much there as he has engulfed himself in a lot of legal battles, especially with the Sandy Hook family members that, of course, have sued him and won a $1.5 billion judgment against him that now they're trying to minimize just to $85 million. Yes, Just 6% of what they originally asked for is now what the Sandy Hook families are asking for in bankruptcy court. As, of course, the legal court cases are continuing, a lot of money is being spent on lawyers, and Alex Jones is fighting and contesting a lot of this, and I think in the making of this video, hasn't given them one red cent. Is that the right move here? What do you guys think? I mean, what do you think,
4: Clint? You're the economic expert in the room economic expert in what we're relative growing. to me and luke and stephanie no no, no, I no. Mean, you, you you spent time working in the indis- economics and what, what do you think do you think alex should not pay any, what are you gonna say stephanie
5: yeah i mean i don't know exactly the whole story but i kind of feel like isn't this kind of one of those things where whoever has the most money is going to win because the law and the court's is going to keep on going until
3: well if that's the case then alex is screwed because yeah. he, de- he definitely doesn't have the most money well
5: and it's not
2: only that but but he never even really had a legitimate court case they they, they right. had a summary judgment on him without even having a real court case and they were like yeah you're just guilty you can't even argue your innocence or you're going to be in contempt of court which yeah. was crazy and now you 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 you're being owed uh, 1.5 billion dollars the gdp of of some countries out there that's freaking ridiculous you might agree or you might disagree what alex jones said sure maybe it was not the best thing to say or report on with him speculating on those particular events whatever you might think of that i don't think it fucking matters especially when you have the corporate media literally fucking selling you wars and the murder of fucking children as some kind of great fucking thing as the new york times told us yeah there was the weapons of mass destruction in iraq Sue those motherfuckers. Those motherfuckers should be on the hook for billions and billions and billions of fucking dollars for getting us into a fucking pointless war, murdering at least a million fucking people, for fuck's sakes. Go after... uh, What kind of legal justice system do we fucking have here when when Alex Jones is is, is dealing with this fucking kind of bullshit for expressing spicy opinions? The question I I would kind of also ask you guys is, should he take the deal? Uh, I don't know,
4: man. What the...
3: What what's what's the terms of the deal exactly?
4: 80, so they just
2: want 6% of the 1.5 billion dollar so settlement is that, that, that would they be got from 90 so what million. So no, they're asking for 85 million, very close. Okay. Oh, so I did, they're on the top of my head. So that's yeah. not bad. Uh
3: look, he doesn't Show have up. the money. He doesn't have the money. So what, what are we even talking about? Alex can't put together 85 million dollars. So like it seems to me that the only answer is bankruptcy and I assume that he can escape that debt eventually. No. I mean, I guess he's, he's got to be able Is to. Is
5: there not a chance for him to win, though, and not have to pay that?
3: Well, he'd have to appeal. He already has the judgment against him, so he would have to appeal and get it, it dropped down. I heard that they did that because it was going to be even higher. They they appealed in Texas. He got it. They got it dropped a little bit because there was some sort of statutory limit on the, the damages that were possible. But he still owes a, a figure that, like, even with him being one of the most successful independent media entities ever— he he'll never acquire that kind of wealth to pay that amount. Like eighty five million dollars is, oh, that's a ton. That's Rogan money.
5: But I mean, don't don't we have free speech here? Like, why is he being? In, why is he getting in so much trouble for saying something? Even if he was wrong, we're allowed to be to make mistakes. We're allowed to say things wrong. Is he like inciting violence? Like, what is no, it that? No, he did is?
3: not incite violence. It was a, it was a alleged harassment against the parents. Of of the victims in that shooting. Wait, and wait.
5: So they're saying that he, Alex Jones harassed the parents.
3: It led to harassment. He didn't. He didn't specifically or explicitly tell his audience to go harass these people. They just claimed that his his unfounded so wait, wait, claims. They're making
5: him accountable for the actions of his audience. Correct. That is it's crazy. It's that fucking is nuts. No, I'm and sorry. Th- you is, can't do that.
3: This is what they've tried to do with. Tim Pool and James Lindsay, they've tried to do it with Tucker. Anytime there's some sort of radical that goes out there, they But
5: but how how is this even like plausible? Like what is the logical argument here that makes it that it's my responsibility like what?
3: You ha- you have a responsibility with a platform stuff.
5: Other people and their actions are on them. That is their I, look, responsibility. I, you're
3: preaching to the choir, girl. I'm just telling you what they what they say is that because of his misinformation or whatever that he was sharing, that his audience went out there and harassed these people. So that's it. Was damages? It was emotional damages. Blah blah blah.
5: No, no. The audience needs to own up for what what they decided was their choice and their opinions and, harass, and their actions. If they
3: harass those families, they're the ones that are guilty of harassment, not Alex Jones. It's an absurdity. He, his claim was that. The, the,
4: the deaths didn't happen i believe that those Correct. kids were he like great op- cri- crisis to, to go after
3: gun rights and
4: then the parents were like my fucking kid just died you asshole and now people are are coming to my house
3: and and screaming in my window yeah, at cause, me cuz he said that they were they were uh what's the term for actors the crisis actors crisis, crisis actors yeah, yeah.
2: It, it, let's be honest here it wasn't the best uh opinions or reporting it, it wasn't good Agreed. stuff all right but but should you be sued and have your entire life ruined and have everything taken away from you to the point where you were going to be owing 1.5 billion dollars? The fuck no. But this is, i I bring bringing this case up right now because the same people that sued Alex Jones and won this settlement are also now suing Elon Musk and they're suing him on behalf of someone that allegedly was defamed by him that Elon Musk was quote tweeting about. So this is lawfare. This is a a situation that is is going to become more common as of course all the independent media organizations are, are dealing with such levels of For, for trying to have these conversations, for even having crazy people go on their fucking platform and say crazy shit that they're not even responsible for, but we're held responsible for it. As of course, now, you, you, it's not just what you say it's what, say. it's what other people say. It's what other people say underneath your comment section, on your website, on what you're publishing. And we're, we're truly living in a very, very dangerous time where you oppose the system. The system's just going to sue you. And it's not just this this like, uh, this like judgment summary of a billion dollars or $90 million dollars it's also the legal fees it's also the time it's also the energy it's also the discovery it's, alex alex's phone was 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 literally downloaded and leaked to the corporate media. And they were leaking his private text messages with Crazy. Tucker Carlson, with uh, Roger Stone, and other individuals in in very private matters that weren't anyone's fucking business. But Like, hey, imagine, imagine being someone where you're like, hey, this is my career. Let's make people question everything. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about all these kind of ideas out there. And then literally... You have to deal with someone taking everything from you, including your privacy, including your money, including any money you're going to make in the fucking future. That right there is meant to terrify you and set up a chilling effect because what other fucking way is there to scare anybody else from daring to say the frogs are fucking gay? Because the frogs are gay. The birds are gay. The dolphins are gay. All the animals are being made gay by the chemical wars that are being launched against you, but that's just a side note. Sorry. Technically,
4: hermaphrodites, and I, I called him on that. And he was like, "You're right, you're right, yeah. Yeah, Hermaphrodites, you're right.
3: They're they're like, they're, correct, correct. They, they weren't gay. They're not
2: fucking gay, they're Ian. Hermaphrodites. Was, it, uh, was it two dude frogs doing it?
4: They were both had like male and female genitals. Apparently, that's what these endocrine disruptors are doing to these frogs. Let,
3: let me ex- extrapolate on on uh, his point. Like it, it was. It was also. It wasn't just Alex Jones. If you recall, last year uh, after Tucker got. Not even a lot of people think that he was fired from Fox News. He was not fired, he was taken off the air, so he was still under contract. Their intention
2: He's was still under contract. Yes. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, but they're in. And they're threatening to sue him if he if he continues to speak out. Bingo. Which this, is fucking crazy. This, this
3: is the point. This is where I'm going with this, is that they're trying to shelve Tucker through the election. They thought because they owe him, I don't know what it is, seven, eight million dollars a month, uh, that they could just continue to pay him and, and not have him on the air so that he can't tell the truth. He can't have any impact on the election. I think that the political class came down on Fox News and they said, we need you to get this dude off the air. He's telling way too much truth. I think that's the exact same. Same chilling effect that they they tried to instill in us uh, by going after Alex Jones and levying this astronomical fine against him that would bankrupt him and scare us all to death. Uh, I think that the same pressure that they're putting on Elon this all of these are the same lawfare level fights but they are they' just come from different angles. I just want you guys to understand it's all part of the same fight though it's about controlling narrative hmm. That's why I don't push back so hard, because I feel like resistance just breeds
4: resistance. Like if you punch a brick wall that's not I feel like that's what Alex was doing was he was punching the brick wall by screaming at everyone and saying they're coming for your fucking thing like and he broke his fucking fist like eventually if you push back against a super strong object you're going to hurt yourself so I try to use the momentum against the process to kind of read reorient the, the momentum you can't fucking fight the ocean man like yeah.
2: yeah but you shouldn't bend over and fucking take it up the ass too when they're fucking you you know you should yeah. be like get the fuck out of here motherfuckers like no fuck you stop trying to make Everyone fucking well, games. Like if a bear's yeah.
4: mauling you, you play dead.
2: Like it depends he, he, what bear. Some bears you got to fucking fight. Yep. But but second of all, no bears coming fucking near me because I'm gonna have my fucking you know what on me and I'm not gonna be fucking got by some fucking bears. That bear's ready to go. Luke, Luke got his thing on him. Uh, <laughs> no,
3: I, I understand Ian's point. It's it's very. It's you're like a judo player. You want to use your opponent's momentum against them because you're you're fighting. It's like David versus Goliath. You, you're not gonna go head on head head to head with the Goliath, but. I think that there is also something to be said for like you have to, You have to galvanize the troops. And and like that's what Alex Jones' role is. Like when he does those fiery over-the-top speeches they're coming for your guns, 1776. Fuck you. No. Devils. When he he does all that, it fires me the fuck up. It makes me want to run through a brick wall. Like, yes, he's breaking his hand on that on that wall, (laughs) but he's also gearing up a million people just like him that want to run through that motherfucker with it. If they
4: do it, they're gonna they're gonna smash their faces on the brick wall. That's the fear. If we if enough of us
3: run into that wall
4: we're toppling that i bitch. mean that's a big assumption and you might be right but you've got to build some tools i would argue beforehand yeah. and i always get so sad when a commander gets up on the horse and they're like yeah and he just takes one in the chest and right. that's the end of it and you're like wow yeah he his whole life was for that moment
3: and now what like but, george washington didn't get sniped he didn't allow that to happen to himself right. but you're, you're right but there's also a time where it's like the 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 cost of inaction is actually graver than than acting in a way that seems impulsive or impetuous it's like you have to take a stand at some point. I'm not. I'm not saying that I know when it is or what it'll look like, but I, I. hope that with all of all of my upbringing and my cultural heritage and everything else and the spirits of my ancestors, that I will. I will. I will sense it when it's when it's right, and I will know. I will know when it's right, as opposed to being an ignorant step in the wrong direction. It's a challenge. We all. We all deal with this. Like I, when, when is tyranny so bad that you have to fight back? I don't know. I, I think in Alex. Well, it case- depends on who, who
2: you're getting attacked by and, and what the situation is. As Ian again. There's a fucking bear on you. Sometimes, uh, there's a help, healthy, uh, a a very helpful uh, graph here that I have pulled up here, and it, it says if it's brown, lie down. If it's black, fight back uh some people will say it's racist i don't think it is <laughs> um but but uh, for, for real like there's some fucking bears you just got to punch in the motherfucking face the less, you got to fucking fight back as much as you can you got to get your knife you got to get your yeah. fucking gun you got to get a fucking stick you got to get a fucking rock you can't fucking lie down because that bear's going to have your fucking ass that's probably well, going
3: to save someone's life by the way so thank you yeah well and that's also the sun Tzu know thy know thine enemy type of mentality like you have to identify what type of bear you're fighting is it a black bear is it a brown bear do you fight do you run do you lay down it's like you have you have to make these assessments kind of on the fly the problem is that without a leader the the average person doesn't know which so that's what That, to me, is what the Alex Jones of the world serve in that role. I'm not saying he's a general leader. I'm just saying, like in terms of the spirit of the the energy of the opposition, he does an incredible job of like making you feel as if, you, not only are you not crazy, but also you're
2: not alone in this fight. You know, I, if you get attacked by a white bear, it says your, your uh, credit card score goes up. That racist as fuck. <laughs> I, I think
4: the lesson I learned from what Alex is going through, and I would love to be part of a GoFundMe or promote a GoFundMe that raises 86 million and gets him off the hook for this once and for all, so we can get back on track.
2: Yeah, but you're spending our resources, which are very limited, which should be spent, uh, you know, doubling and, and growing independent media. You're, you're you're giving it and acquiescing it to a system saying this system, this attack vector works. We're going to bail him out. Here's more initiative to do it again. Uh, because now, if Alex fights this successfully and wins in in a retrial or or wins in in a, in a, in a another judgment or in bankruptcy courts or just doesn't have any money to give them, they're like oh yeah, we spent all these resources, we spent all this money, we attacked them, we didn't get a red cent, we invested in all this, we lost here, we shouldn't do this again. So this fight's important because this fight literally will dictate what's going to be the future of free speech if these attacks continue the way that they have. Uh, The lesson I learned and what I'm learning from what Alex is going
4: through is I think that he stood up alone in a crowd that wasn't standing up, and so he got targeted. And if enough of us stand up together, it's impossible to stop the flow.
3: It's the Sparkus moment. I'm Spartacus. We we stand together. You, then you don't know who to target. The problem is we don't have enough people saying that they're Spartacus, you know? And that's the fear with what well, Elon's going through right now. We Correct. need them. We need exactly. you. We need... We need all of us. I mean, we need, we need people that actually share this vision for the future. Those that value our, our God-given liberties. Even though I'm not even fucking religious, I still believe that my liberty comes from God, some other higher power. It's certainly not state-granted. Fuck that shit. So... We need people that that share that ethos to just go, enough, and we're I, done. The real smart ones are building technology. I'm still
4: concerned about the power structure, like literally the power structure, centralized electricity grids, the power structure. Yeah. If that fucking thing goes down, the military wins. So- I, I I'm, which, I'm op- which
2: you can. This is literally what they drilled with when it came to Cyber Polygon, the world economic foreign, yep. uh, foreign policy kind of linked initiatives that they did with the Russian government, essentially testing out and simulating those scenarios that you're describing right now, Ian. Sorry, I I'm, cut you off. I'm open to, like I said, solid state electricity, but like solid state battery, like
4: grids that cannot go down where you're tapping the vacuum for electricity. It's a little crazy to think of. Not impossible, of course, but... If that happens and we turn on electricity that can never be turned off, my only concern, although it will help movements like this, it will allow artificial intelligence to never be turned off. And that could become very, very bad as well. So maybe the risk of having a centralized grid. I mean, I love solar panels and batteries and like what are they called, Bofang, you know, walkie-talkies where you can do CB radio with your neighbors. But what do you guys think about? unlimited like non-stop electric are you more worried about artificial intelligence taking over or more worried about like some dumb corrupt government taking over oh dumb corrupt government
3: by far because it's already done it's already happened or I mean, or dumb corrupt government using AI to get more control of humanity yeah. well and that that's also happening so uh but I, I'll to play off of your other point you know Thomas Massey has has his own like little mansion in Kentucky that's all it's all off the grid, electric, ran. Um, I think I think the answer has been for the longest time that it's not necessarily solar power, but rather uh, you know personal nuclear reactors. Like that, that to me is so clearly the answer if we want to actually be independent in terms of energy production and also reduce carbon emissions. But the fact that it hasn't taken off just demonstrates to me that it's fucking these
2: people are full of shit. Well, there's a lot of rules and regulations that are preventing it from taking off well, of here course. in America. But in China, that's what they're literally working on with Bill Gates. That's the projects that they're working on. Bill Gates is literally in fucking China, saying, "Hey, we're going to give you this revolutionary. We're going to develop this revolutionary technology, uh, and the Chinese are going to have it." Which highlights how, uh, again, a lot of these globalists, a lot of these central controllers, they don't give a fuck about America. They don't give a fuck about its people. They don't give a fuck about the Constitution. They will use and abuse you in any way that they want. And if you think they have any kind of allegiance to you because you were born on the same piece of land that is related to their kind of territorial taxation fucking area fuck no it does not so people need to realize here that the countries are being played off against other countries and that anything and everything is very possible here especially with how just very violently the political pendulum is is swinging back and forth in very dangerous ways that of course Uh, creates a very unsafe situation for the future of this country, especially with the future of the next upcoming election that I think is going to be very tumultuous, to say the least.
3: Yeah, well, let me just add to your your early question about Alex, whether or not he should pay the settlement. Number one, he can't. But number two, even if he could, I totally agree with your assessment that you cannot allow that precedent to stand, that people walk away with almost $100 million because you said something that was fucking wrong like that that is just such it's such a crazy precedent that would make it so that ultimately every commentator of any variety that is really not every commentator any commentator that is a political dissident of any variety they will all be under the the sites of the the litigation threat for forevermore so i i hope he doesn't pay it and i hope he files bankruptcy and like let's be honest just like tucker as long as he's got a microphone and and a way to get it out to the public he's going to have a fucking tremendous audience so like Forget it. Just let it go and, and regroup.
2: If he doesn't give them one red cent, they're not going to be incentivized to continue to attack people this way. Yep. Um, the, their lawsuits, I mean, the lawyers here, they're getting a lot of money. They're getting what what, what they want. Uh, but but a lot of the other lawyers from uh, the family's side here, um, I, I think a lot of them are, I don't know, people should verify this just to fact check it. I think they're working pro bono as a way to, to get a piece of the settlement. They're not going to get anything here if yep. if Alex Jones says I just don't have any money.
3: Yeah, I think that's exactly right, and and the the lawyers that did it, uh, you know, on the come pro bono like those motherfuckers need to go starve like you cannot let these people walk away with millions of dollars because they they hunted him down and they gave him one of the most unfair judicial proceedings I've ever seen in my life so
4: 1.5 billion it's not reasonable it, it's, it's like, insane it's a bro. big ask and then they're like okay just 6% but 6% of an unreasonable amount is still unreasonable like you've got to give 85 a reasonable- million dollars is probably as
3: much as he's made in his career dude like it's
4: ridiculous if you guys want, I want to talk about authoritarianism and kind of right, carry on go. with the show we we're talking about earlier when I mentioned Pearl Harbor. If you're into it, because sure. like sneak attacks, it's a big hard segue. But I mean, what do you got, Luke? You want?
2: To- uh, I'm seeing some breaking news Ooh. now from uh, Rockefeller Center of uh, people fighting with uh, police officers. There's a pro Palestinian protest happening there now, where uh, the Christmas tree is supposed to be uh, lit up at Rockefeller Center. Uh, a center named after a very bad, horrible globalist man that did not give a fuck about anybody and is has created some of the worst policies in the world. But uh, anyway, here's the clip that's going viral right now. That is from Viral News New York City on Twitter. <laughs>
7: Let's go! Sir.
1: Again,
2: we're just getting the video now as we are seeing it shared around wildly here on social media as, uh, of course, it doesn't look too chaotic. It doesn't look like it's the the, the summer of mostly peaceful protests just yet. But we do have to understand that the last election cycle had a lot of violence, had a lot of civil unrest. And I, I do, I, I truly do believe that people are being kind of spun up and, um Uh, put up against each other a part of a larger divide and conquer agenda so they keep fighting each other so uh, i just wanted to introduce that because i just saw it on twitter i saw a lot of people talking about it ian you wanted to uh, change the conversation a little bit i just also wanted to notify the members of lukeunfilter.com that you guys get to call in we got chris who's waiting to call in and uh, ask us a question if anyone else uh, other than Chris want to call in, go to the telegram channel right now, and we will be calling you very soon. Ian, uh, take it away from here. And then maybe in a couple minutes we could go to the callers if that's okay with you.
4: Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from Chris. Uh, Regarding authoritarian – regarding, like, being the preeminent military force on Earth and, and can can you do it without and, – and creating global stability, can you do it without becoming a warmonger? And it's because, like, if you're not always looking for the next coming threat and trying to stomp it out before it erupts into a blaze, like uh, Japan attacking Pearl Harbor, which you said, well, there's a lot more bullshit with that. Like, I know um, – what the fuck was the president's name there um, Roosevelt uh, FDR FDR kind of maybe let it they knew an attack was coming they didn't know where it went exactly but they just kind of let it happen yeah. because yeah. they needed a, a casus belli to get into the war that might be the case but then i was thinking well the germans that blitzkrieg into into france was not expected no one wanted that that was uh that was they thought france and england were going to be the, the main powers to fight the nazis if they attacked and because they took paris within like 3 weeks because they the you know the french had this defensive border they were like you know, the Maginot line. Yeah, the yeah. Maginot line. And they thought, they're never going to come through the Ardennes forest. It's too dense. But the Germans had this new technology, these Panther tanks that could make it through the forest. So they ripped through the
2: trees. We're in Paris within three it, weeks. Yeah, it wasn't just the technology. It was meth. The and they were on fucking drugs. All of them. The Blitzkrieg was as successful as it was because of meth. Literal methamphetamines that the German troops would take and go fucking crazy and then run and were able to stay up long hours, not need to sleep, and continue fighting where their enemies were overwhelmed their enemies needed to of course rest they needed to sleep they needed to fall back Uh, the fucking drugged up fucking meth head germans were like fuck it nine 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 we're (laughs) gonna fucking kill you motherfuckers and that's exactly what they fucking did uh and and truly the success of of the germans has, in large part, has to do with them being uh, meth heads. Which do, you is... need, do you
4: need to sleep, Klaus? Nine. So it's an yeah. example of being very strong and extremely well defended is not enough because yeah. a, a new technology can bypass your defenses. So like the Romans were always like looking around at like who's the next threat? Let's go kill them before they attack. And then so the, the liberal economic order as part of that's the American-led military, a 97 military bases
3: has kind of been doing that. And I wonder if there's a better way, if we can do it well, without being but, warmongers. But Ian, we already have- have nuclear deterrence so like what are you really afraid of there's no one no one is going to invade the american homeland without being nuked so Mm, i don't know if that's necessarily
4: true because if the power goes out and then a bunch of but then i'm thinking like if we decentralize command then there's no real way to stifle our response that's no one's going to invade if we can't stifle the response on invasion
3: a big part of attacking first is you take it out before it can hit back yeah but we have we have nuclear launch devices from submarines from uh, like Idaho there are a bunch of bunch of states we have the the nuclear sponge like there's so there's so many deterrents in terms of nukes that if we were to ever be invaded by land which by the way is fucking incredibly challenging cuz you have to come across vast oceans cuz Canada and Mexico is not going to fuck with us so you're talking about them coming across with aircraft carriers or planes all of which we will see by thousands of miles
4: away. It sounds that sounds a lot like no. the Maginot Line because if they b- come through Canada, that's
3: completely flat and open in the north. Like, but we have surveillance. We have advanced surveillance technology, satellites that are looking at Canada. They're looking at the entire planet. Like I don't think a sneak attack from across the ocean is really feasible. You you honestly think they could do that? That we would we would be caught off guard like we were in 1950? Well, there's subs, there's sub what are they uh hypersonic missiles now. There's
2: there's laser-based technology. That, those are old fucking technology. People don't understand like the, the level of technological advancement that we've been through since World War II. It's fucking grandiose. Nuclear weapons are fucking old, outdated fucking fart bombs compared to the latest shit that they have and been working on that we can't even fucking imagine how lethal and fucked up they are. Nuclear weapons could, could, could end the world many times over. These latest fucking weapons, they're even stronger than that. As, of course, the military-industrial complex has been working on end-of-the-world fucking devices that they have in their hands yeah. and, and that's a that's the reality of the situation and that we're dealing with because you have sociopathic crazy motherfuckers that go on Epstein's Island and rape children saying, I got a button here, I'll fucking press it, I'll end us a hundred times over. So fucking hell, that's the situation of and how hijacked our shit is. And, they, and then they use false justifications saying, no, we gotta attack them before they attack us. Those are false justifications that are just trying to excuse uh, their larger power grab That could only work with our acquiescence. It's not working. We're calling it out. We have Twitter. We have people joining and supporting free speech platforms like Rumble, saying enough is enough of this fucking bullshit. We're standing up. We're not going along with your fucking death cult. Yeah, good. And, and they are.
3: And I mean, to Luke's point, the the nuclear arsenal that we now possess is, from what I've read, over a thousand times more powerful than the nukes uh, dropped on Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. So it's like, like the deterrent is extraordinary. Like the, that's why we don't ever have any. Even semblance of a domestic threat. There's no. There's no nation that ever even like really comes close to us. Appa- like occasionally near Alaska, which is incredibly far away from the actual you know homeland of America. Like you'll have a, a Russian flight that might come near one of our subs or something, and it'll be like some big big news story for a couple hours. But beyond that, the, we've had no threat. And to be honest, neither has the Russian homeland or the Chinese homeland
4: or yeah. the Indian homeland. On that's intent. That's 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 because real. they have nukes. Yeah. So- we
2: we got two rumble rants that I want to get into, and then of course we will be going to Chris on lucanfilter.com who will be calling in and asking us an unscripted, unfiltered question. We got one super chat here by I'm Not Your Buddy Guy saying, to those who support Donald Trump, take solace in knowing every single evil and corrupt person, organization, corporation, agency, media, globalist, or hack, even China, hate that man. Um, Okay, Uh, got it. Uh, some people would agree, some people would, would disagree, but I, I, I do believe the attacks against him are making him extremely popular and essentially codified him to be the next president of the United States. We got another super chat here by um, Amanda Fields saying people need to learn the difference between understanding a thing and condoning a thing. Just because something's understandable doesn't it make it okay. Yes. Good point here, I Amanda Fields. Uh, yeah. Great well, point. I, I actually, agree with that.
3: This is the argument that Dave Smith and I had with, uh, with Tim when we were on last week week, it was like, we're not arguing that Osama bin Laden was right. We're arguing that we understand him better because we read what he said. That's, that yeah. was the whole argument, but it was like we just kept going. And circular. we shouldn't
2: be creating policies that create more Osama bin Laden. Exactly. So, we're going to go to Chris now. We're going to try to call him and uh, Chris, we just turned on Telegram. Expect a phone call from us, and it looks like Telegram just froze. No! But uh, we'll try to, we'll make it work here. We're working with some bootleg equipment. Oh, we have Bonobo the, the
3: sloth. He's calling it. What do you think, sloth? Wait, Rainforest?
7: I just wanted to say that it's
3: a real pleasure to be here. That piece of shit Michael Seifer didn't show up. In... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding, Michael. I love you. Do you have public square in your Bono- phone? Bonobo is cool. a real scumbag. I can't believe you would say that. Yeah,
2: he's overweight. Fucking Bonobos. <laughs> Chris, hey, can you going? hear us? Uh, and, uh, would you mind turning on your video camera for us? Oh, sorry. No, you're totally cool. All right, man. Thanks for too? calling in.
7: Hey, uh, thanks for, uh, accepting my call. Shout out stuff. Uh, Clint, Ian, Ian, and then of course you, Luke, uh, I have a question. I, I don't really hope ever comes true, but like, where do we go if Trump isn't the president going forward? You know, they just somehow they they the corrupt system takes Trump off the ballot. Are they still another election. What do we do from going from there?
2: That's a very good question, Chris. As of course, a lot of people are putting their faith in uh, the next upcoming presidential election. I'm trying to prevent that and saying, hey. Maybe we shouldn't be putting all of our faith and energy into uh, an election that, again, probably is going to be highly contested. There's probably going to be a lot of shenanigans about. There's probably going to be a lot of establishment tomfoolery with, as I do believe personally that... Us as individuals have a lot of power at our fingertips. It's not just who we vote for. It's what we watch. It's what we click on. It's what we support. It's what companies we participate with. And if enough people truly did understand the overwhelming situation that we're dealing with when it comes to all these powerful, evil fucktards trying to screw us over, if we just stopped participating in their fucking system, all of it would fucking fail right away. Away, And uh, that, to me, is what I'm truly hopeful in. And I I think uh, the the next upcoming election, a lot of people are putting a lot of importance to it. I put more importance on the individual and their own personal actions. Uh, But but you are right In, in some ways. There's a lot at stake here. Where do we go? Understanding that the system is rigged and understanding that we have the power by peacefully making sure that we're the best strongest most amazing version of ourselves and not affected by the larger treachery that relies on our participation in it
3: yeah i would encourage Completely agree yeah i would just encourage people along the lines of what luke was saying to to really focus like if you think that the november 2024 election is like do or die well then you need to be preparing as if that that date itself is totally irrelevant to you because like it's it's pretty much out of your hands right like it's going to go yeah. one one direction or the other and it's going to be what it'll be so like from my vantage point when i see something like that that i agree with you that the the consequences of that decision will could have the potential to be catastrophic well then i'm going to use the the 300 or so days i have left until that date to do everything i can to improve who i am uh, economically financially you know Literally, like I'm just going to do everything I can to improve, uh, you know, my, my foundation, so that I can weather whatever may come.
2: Physically too, going to the gym and stop douche fluting and and smoking vapes. I go to the gym every day, Luke. That's good. Yeah, that's needed. That's I, I, great. But I am fat. So. I, I definitely agree. But you're, you're big boned. I'm big boned.
3: I agree that he <laughs> is big boned. Uh, no, That's not <laughs> what I was agreeing with.
4: I I think it's in the private sector the solution, regardless of who's going to be the president. And and really, the president's job is just to say no to really crazy shit. They're really not supposed to do much. They're just supposed to like adjudicate. You know, be like, I veto that one. Right. Uh, but we can build decentralized systems of communication, localized power grids, and water sources. Things like that, which we should be doing anyway, realistically.
2: And having neighborhoods and communities and individuals that are, of course, are, are close to each other, taking care of each other. And I forgot the guest that we had on that made this point. Uh, but but this person came out and said, Elon Musk did a lot more for free speech than any other Republican politician ever has fucking done. And I, I that would agree that. think that was
3: Martha that. Bueno. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't remember. Pro- probably was. Uh, we should ask her back. She's awesome. She's pretty cool. She's trying to work out a way to get Javier Millie on here. Woo, let's go. So uh, he he also just tried to have a visit with Joe Biden, yes, but they gave did. him they gave him uh, the diddler in chief, Bill Clinton, that he had a meeting with. Uh, hey but, guys, yeah. thank you
7: so much. My phones might die, so like it's at one percent, so I'm not hanging up. But I truly appreciate y'all very yeah, much. Yeah, appreciate just you Try buddy. to be the best you where like, you're the best you or the fucking government can't fucking kill you or yep. make your life treacherous, you know? Or at least, you at decide least your hard. life.
2: You're in charge of your life. You decide where you go with it. You decide if you're gonna be miserable, if you're gonna be pathetic, if you're gonna be a fucking slave. And taking off these chains first starts with you imagining and thinking those things and understanding that your life has value and meaning because the number way that they trample and destroy your fucking ability to be in this world is by making you think less of yourself, to make you think that you're pathetic, That you're sad, that you're fucking fat, that you're lonely. They want you feeling all those negative emotions. I'm sorry?
7: Like Luciferian energy, pretty much.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's absolutely what it is. They drain the life source energy out of you. And once you just stop participating, once you just kind of step away, you walk away from that shit doesn't have that power over you and it only has power because we acquiesce to it you'd be real deliberate with what you focus
4: on it, like when you know there's something that's going to irk you you can choose to focus on something else uh it's really free powerful will, you know what's that
7: free will you know?
4: yeah and it, it has resounding consequences it kind of speeds up it, it, it accelerates so the more you do it the
3: better it gets well what you're actually describing is is mindfulness in meditation terms like to to actually pay attention to what where your focus is because so much of what we do is just like uh like rote memorization like you're just kind of like this is what i do every day and you just get up and like if you actually are are cognizant of what you're doing and what you're thinking and where your attention is focused i think that's all part of a mindfulness meditation practice i do that obviously since i'm talking about it that's why i bring it up it's been tremendously beneficial to my life both in terms of productivity but also in terms of mitigating anxiety I think that for anybody that's very anxious about our political environment, I would encourage you to start on that kind of internal exploration, and then also work on the external in terms of improving your life. I look at the all that stuff on the internet, and I'm like, well, there's there's infinite
4: stuff on the internet, roughly. I mean, not truly, but I, so what does it really matter? I'm going to look at all of it eventually, I'll, I'll get a look, but the reality is you're only ever going to see like a quadrillionth of a percent of like 1% of it, and you get to pick what that is. Uh, at this stage
2: so, so do it make it beautiful yeah, yeah. Your, your thoughts are your reality so choose them wisely chris thank you so much for being thank a you. member of dot uh, lucanfilter.com thank you so much for calling in it's always awesome to see the faces hey, of the individuals stone tim, pool. stone tim pool absolutely that's, what I'm talking about, that's the too. best account on social media if you haven't seen it if you haven't had the luck to see stoned tim pool uh, you are absolutely missing out on a grand internet experience. One gotta, of the best. I got
7: to make sure I invest in some graphene too, right? that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm not yeah,
2: giving yeah. you financial advice, but Universal
4: <laughs> Matters is a pretty cool company that James Tour is involved with.
7: You said Universe Matters?
4: Universal
2: Matter.
7: Universal Matters, yeah. Okay. I think it's universalmatter.com. Well, What's that? Y'all have a great night. Oh, Thank you too, man. You too,
2: Thank you, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Really appreciate it. Really means a lot. And we now have a video from uh, Stephanie. Stephanie actually sent me a video. I think you sent me this video like a bunch of times, yeah. and you, and you're like,
5: play this video,
2: play this video. Especially and I'm
5: like, now, it's something that's really been on my. Okay, mind let's see what heart.
2: this is here. Let's see this hippy dippy.
5: Wait, it's too big. How do we? You gotta see the top.
0: Like the gateway drug to conspiracy theories so i think if you get chickens you ultimately will become a conspiracy theorist and here's the reason why i say that because you're going to get chickens right you're going to love having chickens you're going to taste the eggs and you're going to recognize like the one i just grabbed Thank you. Right here. You're gonna realize that they taste different. So you're gonna start looking into why do they taste different? Why do they look different? Why is the yolk darker? And then you're gonna do that and you're gonna realize that it's because they're not factory farmed. Then you're gonna realize what factory farmed eggs look like. And then you're gonna look at other foods. What happens when you look at the other foods? You're gonna start baking your own sourdough because you realize, oh, bread has terrible preservatives in it. It's terrible for you, there's a million ingredients. So then you're gonna be a sourdough person. And then you're gonna be a garden person. Which means you're going to try to separate yourself from the food system a little bit. After you do that, you're going to realize some of the medicinal properties in food and in your garden, like garlic and honey and all of those things. And then you're going to start feeling a little skeptical, a little skeptical about the pharmaceutical world. And ultimately, what I'm saying is, is if you go to Tractor Supply, look at all the cute little chicks, just realize you will ultimately become a conspiracy theorist if you do so. But the eggs are good.
4: What was that last part about Tractor
0: Supply?
3: It was just kind of bringing the the story full circle back to like, if you just go get chickens at Tractor Supply. That's where you get the chickens, Ian.
4: I, I will say, Stephanie, I think this is a great part about why you're here. And what you do, although maybe you don't say as much as people want you to say on the show. No, 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 no. She time. talks
3: way too much. Yeah, she Absolutely. She does talk
4: for a good portion of the show.
3: Yeah, Stephanie's got a lot of deep knowledge about these kind of things. She's so almost as talkative as Bonobo, and it's like it's kind of overwhelming.
5: Well, I do have a degree in permaculture, so this is uh, right up my alley. There and, we go. You know, Luke's been talking about some chickens, and my dad's got some chickens, so
3: school us on games, Steph.
5: What?
4: School- yeah, like what's a
3: good permaculture setup?
5: You need chickens first. Actually, you need land first. We start there. Okay,
3: you get lands and you get chickens and what? Get the wife, the kids?
5: You get land, you get the chickens, you get the... Solar panels. Okay. You build the structures. You plant the seeds. You make a food forest.
2: All right. Then you run for Congress and your name's (laughs) Thomas Massey.
5: Then you're off the grid and you don't have to worry about any of this stuff.
2: Thomas Massey has a cluck capacitor, which is uh, really awesome. My friends in New Hampshire have that as well. Uh, Shouts out to my friend Jay Noon, who also has a cluck capacitor. And uh, I moved up to New Hampshire right after uh, COVID in New York City. I'm like, fuck this fascist fucking tyrannical bullshit. I had to get a fucking haircut in an alley. In a fucking alley. A fucking... Back alley fucking f- underground fucking haircuts. A ba- back alley hair abortions. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> that's one way of saying it. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I got to go to fucking New Hampshire. I got to go to the country. And then I went to the country. and I'm like, fucking hell, I'm not a country blunkin'. I'm not like any of these fuckers out here. I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I, what the fuck? Dude, they I said, was shocked. They- and then and then uh, essentially Jane Yoon took me through a man, man camp. We got a fucking truck. I, I learned how to work on that truck there was fucking pigs and cows and then we did survival training and then we let chickens loose and we killed chickens um and um we did survival courses literally this is one of the most amazing things that that I participated in that I had a lot of fun with, with silver Dave. Uh, he's my friend who was a special forces green beret. He also, uh, helped, uh, teach me a lot of really important survival skills, navigation skills, hunting skills, building fire shelters in the middle of fucking nowhere skills. We, we caught a fucking dead deer once and, um, off the side of the road, fucking made use of it as much as we could. But, uh, we did a survival, uh, Event for for people who wanted to to buy our uh, event through uh, We Are Change, we literally took people in the middle of fucking nowhere, and we're like, okay, we're gonna teach you all these things. Now we're gonna use all these things, and then we were at a gun range and we taught everyone how to shoot and defend themselves. But but we were like, the, one of the people was asking us like, well, where's food? We're like, okay, you want food? well We get you food. We literally took live chickens and we kind of threw them out, and we we're like, okay. Uh, that's your food. You're either gonna eat or you're not. And they had to catch the chickens with their bare hands. We killed the chickens. Sorry, Tim. We killed the chickens, chopped off their heads, uh, drained them of their blood, plucked their feathers, and then cooked them over uh, a fire that we all made. Right. And it was it was it was an incredible night to to be a part of. Everyone slept in their own shelters. And it was a really fun fucking event that we did that you guys get t- to see videos of by being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. You get to see some of those classes that are available for uh, members of LukeUnfiltered.com I, that we filmed.
3: I was just going to say, rest in peace, Roberto Jr. Yeah, that's sad. I was just telling
4: Stephanie yesterday, like, I could have saved that chicken's life. I was, I, I should have walked up to him and done some Reiki on him. But that's taking me away from what I wanted to Bro, say. Bro, would have,
2: I would have I I, I deep fried that chicken. Chickens <laughs> are
4: for eating. Uh, He's a rooster. He right? was a cock. Yeah, big little bit. Tougher meat, I hear, but you would eat them I, anyway. I,
2: I have no experiences eating cocks, Ian. But go <laughs> ahead, tell, no, tell, me, tell, me, about, tell me about tell me about your experiences yeah, you eating lean cocks. What go I was ahead. Thinking, Ian. Well, the leaner,
4: the better. Uh, firstly, <laughs> cocks, cocks. I was thinking the, about the leaner cocks with this mean? technology, with this internet video, and like a one dude can throw up a video and then like tell a hundred thousand million people something that we could start like a, a you call it a commune. The problem, like be like, hey, bring a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, you can work the field, you, you you'll get a place to live. And then we get like ten thousand people go to some like five hundred acre farm, permaculture farm. But the problem is cult. Like it can't become a cult. We cannot. It have to
3: have a government. It's funny. It's funny because just as you're telling me that, and I'm looking at you, and I'm like, you're the cult leader. That's what bro. I'm talking about. You cannot do a cult. <laughs> it, these but fucking things evolve into cults. That's the problem. I but,
4: know. So governments, where like the structure's on paper and no one person is in charge of anything, those
3: function better. But they don't. They they function in the in the interim. I think they, you're right. In like the in the like the preliminary stage, it it might function better. But long long term, corruption just grows upon itself and it becomes really dire. I mean, like think about the worst cult possible today versus the U S military empire. Like it's clear, which is more dangerous. So, I would, I would lean towards the cult. and <laughs> I mean, you still don't have to join the cult, but I, I would still lean towards the, the voluntary, smaller communities versus the coerced ones. I, I think
2: we also just got the breaking news. Uh, first of all, uh, chickens, again, deserve to be eaten. They're delicious. Uh, also provide eggs and nutrition. And they're dumb. Uh, they're super dumb. Uh, but I, I think we just got the breaking news. I haven't seen confirmed, but I'm seeing AL- ALX report on this uh, right now that uh, Henry Kissinger has uh, passed away at the age of 100. Wow, um, that's that's a hundred years old. Yep, that's, hell, hell got another one.
4: That guy has a tumultuous <laughs> history. If you read about Henry Kissinger, he's yes, been around he since Nixon. I mean, he was in the fifties. He was like kind of groundbreaking in the fifties. He kind of created the idea of limited war just to avoid World War Three, yeah. and for all we can tell, it kind of has. Well, he's
3: isn't he also the mentor of Klaus Schwab?
2: Yes, yeah. and um, yeah, we shouldn't celebrate death. I'm, I'm always very careful on on situations like this. But um, yeah, the news is coming in that he d- he did pass away at the age of 100. A lot of people are reporting it now, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things you could say about uh, Henry Kissinger. He's someone that we uh, confronted here many times. We didn't have the best of relationship with him. And um, yeah, he is uh, no longer with us. I think
4: maybe this is a hot take on this channel. Maybe I don't know, but I think he did a service in the beginning, and he's one of those guys that where his like the person got co opted. One of those things because limited war did prevent World War Three. It was like we cannot be invading the homeland. We cannot go to the Russian. If if Russia doesn't attack, we're not going to bomb Moscow. It has to stay limited, and it did. Now, you could argue we've been in World War III since 2001, September 11th. I kind of look at it like a global stomping that the U.S. liberal economic order has been involved in.
2: I I do think we should be careful not to celebrate death. Um, It's also just just kind of bad taste to kind of try to defame someone who kind of passed away. Uh, But he definitely didn't have the best record. Uh, I understand your your argument, but uh, there's also population control efforts that literally— he uh, prophesied, wrote, and implemented that have led to a a tremendous loss of uh, human life. Some people, you know, I I can understand where your argument is coming from, but uh, I think it's fair to say from what we saw in Laos and Cambodia and in Chile that uh, prioritizing uh, life wasn't in his best interest. And let me make the the more... I
3: think even a more moral argument as to why Kissinger was wrong about these quote unquote limited wars, what it amounted to was, okay, we're not going to have head to head wars between nuclear powers. So we're just going to have proxy wars with, you know, neighboring States either on their borders or or not even with a bunch of poor people that don't have nukes so that hopefully the world won't explode. Like the answer is not proxy war in Vietnam or Afghanistan or any of these other fucking impoverished nations. It's not war. I like it. So I don't agree. Like, what? Why do you think that it was a pressure release valve to have these wars on a limited scale? It kind of, um, uh, it kind of coincides with what we were talking about earlier about like
4: the the Romans. How you would always be like, we need to secure our borders, and our borders happen to be way far away from our actual borders because the tanks. If the tanks are right across the border, they can be in the capital tomorrow. So it it's sort of, I think it was sort of like a, a protection. You know, you know, like a forward protection methodology, but-,
3: but again, every time you bring those up, I'm just going to point back to, yeah, Rome fell though, and the the American Empire will fall too, and this was based off of Kissinger's advice. So I I just I just strongly reject the neoconservative tendency of like we have to. If we're, we have to project power. That's always the phraseology that they use. We have to project our power onto the globe. The answer is to project power through internal strength, being the strongest economy, having people that actually want to acquire your products because you have the most intellectual people that are also the most free to create and innovate. We used to be that. And instead of just honoring that tradition, the the American foundation of we will lead the world by being a, a pinnacle, uh, the shining city on the hill, all that lofty language – we just abandoned that for for brute force. Yeah, we yeah. should be exporting the U.S. Uh, language.
4: It should be English, the dollar, and fucking hilarious movies. That's the shit that the world should be going yes. after right now. And but American, we don't and have hilarious of, movies. We have, we
2: have a transgender. Yeah,
4: woke bullshit. Yeah, that's the ESG. counter. That's like the shit. cultural counter. The, 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 the communist counter to our cultural... But, but
2: the communists also exist predominantly because of David Rockefeller and Henry Kissinger going over to China and saying, Hey take all of our job, take take all of our factories, take so, all of our industry, uh, use some slave labor. That's totally cool and fine as they propped up a lot of the people that, that you're making the argument that they were trying to fight here. So that's how I would just counter your point by saying, hey, these guys were evil. They financed both sides and they absolutely profited off of creating a very miserable situation that in no way, shape or form was looking out for the human uh, spirit or the, the human being. There's a, a game
4: called Civilization, a super popular simulation strategy game and you can win in a multitude of ways you can win with a cultural victory where you culturally influence the globe and then you win or a scientific victory where you launch the first spaceship to wherever alpha centauri or um a religious victory where you convert the world to your religion um or a military victory where you conquer most of the globe and it sounds like we had an opportunity as the united states after world war ii to pick which one we wanted to to focus on kissinger was war he was like the military victory is where we're headed and
3: I think cultural or scientific are the way to go, personally. I could not agree more. And, and th- this is why I, I will, even though I, I will respect Luke's wishes not to uh, you know, speak ill of the dead, uh, I will just say, not a fan. Not a fan of the trajectory he took us on. We had all of the advantages, uh, economically, culturally, civilizationally, every, every aspect, every way you can possibly imagine. And we squandered it for the military-industrial complex and the globalists. And that, and I will never forgive these people for that, just personally.
2: I mean, you look at the results of a lot of their policies, they, they they, really, I would argue, don't work in our favor. And they truly do prioritize the, the kind of private business banking globalist class that is establishing a lot of these policies that only clearly benefit them and, and no one else. You look at the prolongment of the vietnam war you look at the 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 butcherings you look at the elected officials that were kind of taken down you look at you know things like iran contra you you look at agent orange you look at all these fucking things how do you explain them other than it, it, it is a gross kind of oversimplification just to say they're evil but but they're they are. De- they're deeply misled, if you yep. want to be
3: very kind about it. Yeah. I Look, I'm not a big nationalist. I'm really an individualist. But compared to globalism, I'm definitely a nationalist. And these people have major globalist tendencies. And and as far as I'm concerned, anyone with a globalist worldview is ultimately uh, a huge danger because it, it requires a collectivist mindset, one that is very counter to the, the rights of the individual, um, that's why I think that yeah. these people. Are We've so got to do this
2: wrong thing in in order to prevent wrong thing. And I'm like, right. you're, you're doing wrong. You're just doing the thing. Yeah. Okay. you shouldn't be doing that. So that's it, my it, argument. We have you to fight them it, over
3: there so we don't have to fight them here. That's almost always a lie. Like, if you could do it fast enough, then it works. But if long, prolonged wars do not work. Yeah, but that's that's not the game, though. The, like That's how they market it. We're going to be in and out. The Iraqis are going to thank us. Bull fucking shit. 20 years. 20 years, and, and they still bomb us to this very day. Plus, with internet video, time is almost irrelevant. The
4: things that happened 20 years ago are persistently on the internet observable now. Like, right. time, it's like,
3: yo, you, this, these wars last forever now in the minds of man. And the, and the animosity also lasts forever in the minds of the Muslim world, which we have, uh, for whatever reason, we have aligned ourselves to be antagonistic with them in every form and fashion. I'm, like, not that into nationalism. I, I In
4: 2007 and six, I, I was like, these fuck, fuck nationalists. Fuck this obsession with America. Like, let's, let's, it's globalized now. I am into statehood. I love localized government. But I don't know that we need to fucking rely on a federal government like a board.
3: I, I agree with you. I Like, this is why I'm a states' rights guy. I'm a, you know, I... I'm going to lean on the Federalist Path in the Tenth Amendment and the Ninth Amendment to try and try and diminish federal power. This is why I moved to Florida. I think this is why many people move to Florida is because California for me made life unbearable. For Luke, it made New York unbearable. And like this is our last line of defense. But if you have a really over encroaching uh, federal government, even that. Won't necessarily protect you. So are you guys? I
2: just want fucking decentralization. I just want no fucking central controllers coming down and saying, "I need to do this. You need to do this." I know what's better for you because, motherfucker, you don't. Let me make my own choices. Like, let me make my own decisions. It's my body. It's my fucking choice. It's my life. It's my destiny. It should be in my fucking hands and no one else's. Uh, Literally, let
3: Luke get his abortion for God's sake.
4: Speaking of in your hands, like if you could pass, if you could like abortion is murder. If you could write (laughs) bills and pass them into the Senate locally, like through your app. And then it'd be like, yeah, we still have our representatives. They work from
3: home, too. We can all write bills. We all have now an opportunity to influence our Senate. When, when then, you see the average person, though, like on the street at any of these protests, like, do you want any of these people to have a say over your life? Be I would on, like for them honest. to
4: offer their bills to the system that I can vote yes or no on. And if but, the bill but, sucks, I'm going to say no or add an I, amendment I, I to know, it. I know, but you'll say no. But if it's 51%, then you have to live under but it. But then it goes to the Senate, and the Senate can say no. If it's a bad bill, it won't get passed through the Senate. Okay,
3: so you're saying the people... Are the only ones that can actually propose bills to the floor of the House and Senate? It would be
4: Including the representatives, they'd still be part of the people, and we'd all just work together. And then if the power goes out, the representatives we've elected, we send them there to go do it for us in our stead while the power's out. Yeah,
2: I, I want expiration clauses. All the laws Hell expire yeah. two years. That you got to re fucking vote them every two years. You you want these laws? Well, I like two I li- years I expired. Like, now, I like
3: the uh, you you want one new law. You got to get rid of two or three or five or ten, twenty, fifty, five thousand, whatever. Uh, like I I want them to actually dim- diminish state power. Because there's so many fucking laws in the books, it's just, it's just, it's impossible to stay in line with
2: legality in this country. Yeah, you want to spend money, uh, fucking finance it. You want to go fire, fight a war, go fucking fight a war. But. You got to fucking do it. All right. Yeah. Stop making other people do this shit. Yeah. And they do it because of this kind of larger collectivism, this larger central control bullshit ideology that people still keep falling for that I think is uh, the root of evil. Yeah.
3: Dan Crenshaw, you get to go on the front lines in Ukraine. Uh, same yeah, ben, ben,
2: ben Shapiro, let's go. Come on. You want you want this war? Go yeah. fight it. Yep.
3: Let's go. For real.
4: I just don't think the military victory is possible anymore with nukes. You can't we can't invade and conquer Russia. Or China or India, it can't be done. But you You'd don't
2: get- need to with fifth generational warfare that's already uh, fighting and and it's it's already in a full blown fucking war right now that's like that we don't even realize. It's s- like it. a
4: scientific victory. People but, are fighting for the control of the scientific
3: mind. But I, I think people need to realize that like if we don't if we don't focus on our own economic salvation like just the American empire is is bankrupting us so rapidly. And if the U.S. dollar reserve currency status is lost and all of those trillions of U.S. dollars that are floating around in the economy overseas, if they all come flooding home, hyperinflation is upon us and then it's fucking game over for our, our entire empire. It's like people just don't even pay attention yeah, to it. Well,
2: this death of Henry Kissinger is going to be very symbolic for what a lot of people are saying could be the death of the American-Chinese relations and also possibly the death of of, of the US petrodollar that Henry Kissinger extensively set up through Saudi Arabia yeah. and OPEC. That's so, interesting
4: how that works, that when the old guard passes on, literally dies off, their, their ideas kind of start to fade away because of the hydrogen economy is right here. It's right around the corner. Like oh, I think yeah, if, if, you're, if you're building if you, a hydrogen plant, they would say.
2: Yeah, I if, don't see good things for the future of China and America, and I don't see good things for the future of the petrodollar. And I think Henry Kissinger's demise signals troubles ahead for those two very specific, Specific influential parts of his life that he had a major impact in. Well, I'll just say that um, if you live an honorable
3: life, I believe that your legacy lives on past your the death of your corporeal being.
2: If you live a dishonorable life, then yeah, your legacy dies when you do. Absolutely. This show was uh, pretty interesting. I know Michael Seifert didn't show up, but the loving, cuddling bear, filled in. Uh, we really appreciate. It. I was talking to Michael. Um, as the show was going on. We're going to reschedule. We might have him on next Wednesday, but we have a lot of really incredible guests coming on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. One is going to be here 7 p.m. Eastern. He's an awesome, really incredible artist that actually made that 1984 George Orwell action figure that you see in my photos. He also makes a lot of really incredible art that a lot of people like to criticize and attack, so he's going to be on Monday. Josie, the outlaw, is going to be here Tuesday. Who is she, Clint? Uh, that's the redhead libertarian, Josie. Yeah, she's awesome. She's incredible. She's going to be here. And then Wednesday we have two. Uh, it could be Michael. It could be someone else. We're going to see. We do three shows out of the week. Um, the shows were awesome, Ian. Uh, thank you so much for ha- coming an by to have and, you, and, uh, and and filling in. It was great to have your your juju. Yeah, it's better than last your, time. Yeah. It keeps getting better, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man. There's something about there's something about the energy and the frequencies here. There, Just there. Might, we, you might be on a whole bunch of graphene here. There might be some, some energetic callings that that are bringing you here to Florida. And then the words that I'm saying, introducing you every single time, might be truer by the day. <laughs>
3: Okay, you've 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 incentivized me. <laughs> yeah, I'm Look, I'm just saying I would like to have you here as often as possible. So thank you for coming. I Damon. love it. I
4: love the ability. Thank God for travel, the ability to fly on airplanes. Like these are things we need to preserve as a species because it's really it's magical. Or, or we need to yeah, do and better. And, and I'm going to be
2: joining uh, you guys very soon for some very special shows that are going to be coming up on the Beanie Cast, which are going to be really awesome. So uh, stay tuned for that. A lot of really awesome, fun stuff. In the meantime, vote with your clicks. Share this video, sp- uh, subscribe, register on Rumble. The more subscribers we have, the more people that sign up, the more of a chance we have of getting this larger kind of message out there. Those clicks, those th- that little thing, that little participation, instead of just being on YouTube, being here on Rumble means the fucking world. And every little small individual action fucking adds up to something huge and major. Sign up, subscribe, click the notification button, download the app. Get on it. And because you do, this is why we're still able to be here. And I can't thank you guys enough for that, for the super chats, for the people calling in, uh, for all the people supporting Real Independent Media. Clint, where can people find more information about you and your videos?
3: At Liberty Lockpot on Twitter or X. Please do follow me there. Uh, Liberty Lockdown is the show and the episode with Ashton Forbes and Ian Crossland just came out a couple hours ago and it's fantastic. Do not miss it. Just search Liberty Lockdown. And last but not least, I will be in Connecticut This weekend, speaking with Josie the Redhead Libertarian, Maj Touré... Uh, Recton Wall, Josh Smith, a bunch of uh, great speakers, and it's lpct.org if you guys are able to come out. It'll be Saturday. I will actually be giving the keynote, so that'll be interesting. Connecticut?
2: Why? Tell them to come to Florida. Seriously, (sighs) Connecticut is like the most statist, fucking nastiest place that you could be. The tax rate there, the tolls, the roads, what the fuck are you getting? (laughs) Libertarians, stop fucking up. Let's go. (laughs) Support businesses. Have people go to good fucking places like Texas, Florida, all the fucking free states. Why are you in these statist shitholes? Stop giving them your time, money, and energy. I want. I, I was like, "Hey, it, it sounds like a cool event." And then I'm like, "I heard Connecticut. I'm like, fuck that shithole. It is just overpaid fucking bureaucrats and shitty roads and shitty fucking places. Connecticut is a fucking. It's it's it's. it's some people say you know there's other parts of the the, the America that that are really shitty. I, I I personally think Connecticut, the asshole of America. America. Wow. Horrible fucking place. Jeez, shout don't, out to, you don't want to fucking be there. Shout what? out to LP Connecticut for shout inviting me to the keynote.
4: Uh, Luke and I actually lived in Connecticut at the same time working at that in Norwalk, Connecticut. Shout out Norwalk, Connecticut at the Palace Production Center. That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I visited you and this theater that uh, you and Bill Ottman were uh, working on some interesting yeah, stuff it when it comes mines, to Mines. Mines headquarters. Uh, me and Tim period. visited you guys uh, there. It was a huge theater consider- that was like in demolition, too. We we looked at, re- at buying it and renovating
4: it, but it was just such a mess. It was going to cost a th- couple million to buy, three million Ooh. more to renovate.
3: And it was just like, yeah, theater, not right now. Not right now. Okay. Lots of mold. One one final note. Uh, myself and Tower Gang will be interviewing Gavin McInnes in about 20 minutes. So see me there. Rock Tower Gang roll. on Rumble.
4: Well, I'm at Ian Crossland all over the internet. Follow me and subscribe on Rumble, YouTube, X, Minds, and Facebook. Anywhere else, really, you find me. And uh, I go live. Often Monday through Thursday at one PM Eastern Standard Time and Friday at three thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. Congrats
3: on starting your solo it, show again. Thanks man. for coming on, man. Yeah, dude, and of I'd course.
4: love to have both you guys, Stephanie and Luke, at some point in the future too. We'll oh, talk, yeah. we'll go deep, maybe on permaculture. That's a pretty interesting concept. Let's do it. And uh also uh eight PM Eastern Standard Time, Tim Poole. I'm doing a show with him tomorrow night and every night.
2: Timcast IRL. And I'll see you there. Until he moves here and uh, is going to be working. Where's
5: my microphone? You can find me on Instagram at StephWeAreChange. And if enough people follow me, maybe I'll post more.
2: You heard it here. Ian Crossland, a part of (laughs) thebestpoliticalshow.com. My last message to you guys. (laughs) Fuck Connecticut. I love you guys. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. 10 Second delay.